Can the mother, can the motherfucker all see it white? Then they had to paint the motherfucker black. Hey, look, bomb like a bomb like a motherfucker high boy. Like in 98, nigga, hey, look, you me. Young nigga, bottom line, nigga. Time of the real hot boy shit. Ah. Y'all niggas know what time it is. Look, we gonna do this one a little different. Eighty ones in, nigga. We about to do this one a little different. Um, this one gonna be a very nostalgic episode. Ooh. I'm gonna let everybody know right now. And partly, I found something on Facebook that's really gonna restore the the, the, emo- the emotions, right? The emotion. So, if you could tell the folks what that date say, bro. Uh, August twenty second, twenty ten. 2010, all right? So, in 2010, I put up a, a Facebook status. This is back when, you know, Super Duper, Lyrical Miracle. In your swimming pool. In, in your swimming pools. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this is how we're going to bless the mic. Instead of us coming off the dome, blessing you with some raps of right now, mm-hmm. I'm going to come off the domes, bless you with your rhymes 10 years ago. So, it st- I'm going to let you read your part, too. I wrote? Yeah. Yeah, you did. Uh, so, it starts off... Honestly, I can't even remember if this is raps I wrote uh-huh. or if it's like I heard from a song. But I know the second part is some shit I wrote. Okay. Power brings pleasure and misery loves company. Envy brings hate. Please don't come to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Money brings signs like, yo, just run to me. But decisions bring fate. Isolation comes abundantly. Okay. In what hindsight, it sounds like five depressed. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> cry for help, right? Yeah, yeah we gonna talk about that. Good cry for help. But that niggas know what time it is. I'm gonna show you what a young hot boy do for the raps on Facebook one time. Let me blow, let me blow the joint all the time, okay? So I put on top of that, get thrown in a pool of sharks. Crews of fools that take life or tools that spark. What else? Even despite the rules of Christ. The crude cruise through dark. Mm. The weak of heart. Them dudes light, but elude they hard. I was a young cub who was shy, who was the first to speak out and reach out to snatch that fake streetness they shriek out. Mm. Not a greasy mouth, a smooth kid with a rough candor and still smash heads and politely use manners. Uh, Bitch ass nigga. Bitch ass nigga. Please and thank you. <laughs> now, I'm gonna let you read your part. I do. I when I say dog, this just, is just read it. Don't even look at it. Just read it. Go ahead. Just read it. Damn the address, nigga. Read it, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, let me let me uh, let me read it yeah, and entirely nah, walk. Nah, nah, read it. Alright, right, just read. Ten years ago, goddamn. Alright, life is a bitch. Didn't. <laughs> Alright. Life is a bitch didn't know she was bisexual. Found out from Karma. You see, Karma was my ex. She was my side chick. She wanted to be the missus. Surprise under her tongue. She blows razor blade kisses. <laughs> Relationship went sour when Lust gave me head. Find out of the reason that Lust went less. <laughs> Y'all niggas see that motherfucking thing. Y'all niggas know what time it is. 
<laughs> Ten years ago, new Wild Boys. Hey, young world, it's your favorite cousins. It's the Running Trips Podcast. I should have did something with that. The most dangerous podcast in the world. Trisset, 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 what? Noelos, bad boys of this podcast shit. In this episode, we the hot boys of this podcast shit. More money, more murders, the best two man squad in the league. Running a train on podcasting. What's next, bro? Go ahead and tell the folks, man. Right now, we about to give them that branding, bro. That's pre product placement. Bust us off one real quick. Let's see, let's see, let's see. If you're looking for two niggas who waited until they was uh, in their late 20s to get slugged the fuck out. Oh, shit. When I could afford so, it. 24 karat gold. <laughs> when, I, when I nigga could afford it. If you came here... Because you want to hear a podcast where the co-hosts are a mix of Most Def and 3-6 Mafia. Oh, wow. Most Def Mafia? Should I get... Oh, shit. Should I get deeper? Get deeper, man. If you came here because you want to hear a podcast where the co-hosts are a mix between Mac Miller and Mr. Motherfucking Esquire. Oh, wow. Should I get deeper than that? Even if you came here because you want to hear a podcast where the co-hosts are a mix between Feral Munch and Trick Daddy. What are you doing, dog? Should I get deeper? <laughs> Do you want to hear a podcast where the co-hosts are a mix between a tribe called Quest and Trillville? Oh my god, y'all niggas is here. Trish said, "Y'all niggas, perfect place to be, right next to Pound Town." <laughs> Trish said, "Run a chick, run a motherfucking fade." But just in case you're female mm-hmm. or female adjacent, I mean, let me put a little a little reverb on it. If you came here because you want to hear from two niggas that will uplift black women. Still sweet talk to these skeezers and hood rats. Scallywags, eaters, and chicken heads alike. <laughs> you came to the right motherfucking place. We are here to provide our high quality content. <laughs> and to really figure out, is it Uchi Wally or one mic? But in today's case... In today's case, is it Ski or ESPN? Mm. Y'all already know what the fuck going on. I am the brow bully, your part-time activist, part-time gang enthusiast, a.k.a. Almighty Twine, a.k.a. the Jared Leto of the ghetto, a.k.a. Jedi Twine from the west side of the force, a.k.a. Menage Twine. Buy one, get one off. And today... I got a new alias. Right, Should I put it? the reverb back on or say it regular? Yeah, you can put the reverb back. You want it. I don't even know why you asked. Ladies and gentlemen, for this new AKA, this new alias, I'm going to debut for the good folks. Recently, I've been inspired by a new rapper by the name of Mulatto. You've heard of him, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Straight from the south side of Atlanta. I really started thinking about what's in the name when you choose a name like Mulatto and it click. From now on, I want y'all to call me YBN P Monkey. Wait, 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 what? YBNP Monkey. YBNP Monkey. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, what? What's in the name? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? She calls herself Mulatto. I'm going to call myself YBNP Monkey. <laughs> yeah. I'll let y'all niggas figure out what the P stand for. You hear what I'm saying? <laughs> but y'all can call me Westside. <laughs> I wouldn't have for the dynamic duo, and I'm here with the New Jersey Devil, the poster boy for Black Social Pass, my cousin and confidant, the Ferrican of marijuana, human PCP in the flesh. The reason you find a fingerprint durag under your BS pillow, a legend of two games, tax fraud, and stalking. Y'all Whoa. niggas know it. 
Come on, bro. Everybody Ooh. know about Wooly Wolf Pack. That's not stalking, nigga. That's literally what that is. It's nah, cyber because stalking. I had to, I had to follow. They had to let me in. Somebody's gonna talk to you later, bro. Nah, be, I yeah. would have to make. You know, I got the, you know, I got the detective number, private. right? You said what? You know, I got, I copped the detective number. Be me, detective on good terms, dog. He's smoking dust instead of black boy white folks can trust. Low Noel. The Noel with the Poel. What's going on, bro? Yo, dog. Talk to these niggas, bro. It's your boy, the Hood Grief Counselor. It's your boy, Low Key Noel. Uh. A.K.A. The Low is your shepherd. Uh. A.K.A. Nazareth Noel. Uh. A.K.A. Street Mickey. Uh. 400 caca at your door, my nigga. 500 caca, nigga. Oh, 500? Yeah, we up to 500 caca. Low Key, we up to 700 caca. Yeah, we up to 500 caca like 2012. <laughs> yeah, we up to 500 caca like 2012. So you ain't got nothing else you want to tell the folks? Just because you got indicted I've never been indicted you I've, sure? I've never been indicted yeah. On anything So you never uh, Was a head of HR For no company uh, Nah Chill out That's not you Chill out oh, Okay Um. Yeah no, no 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 no. It's okay yeah, Chill out It's okay We'll get an update next week Like I said I got a detective number I figure for this uh, Particular podcast episode This is the podcast version Of the Christmas episode Of the Boondocks Christmas episode. Which one? Was that the... Where Huey's teacher asked him to write the Christmas party. Okay. The Christmas play. The Christmas play. You know, he asked Huey, don't you want everybody to see your vision? And Huey replied, vision? What do you know about my vision? My vision would turn your world upside down. Tear asunder your illusions and send a sanctuary that is your own ignorance crashing down around you. Now ask yourself, are you ready to see that vision? <laughs> And that's going to be episode 81, motherfucker. And for these fuck-ass niggas out here, we got an extra special fuck you. And we're going to tell y'all to keep y'all motherfucking hands to your motherfucking self. Keep your 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 motherfucking hands to your motherfucking self. I figure with some of the content later on in this episode, uh-huh. I'm going to do one time for Southern Legend. Okay. I'm going to do it like Pimp C would say. Look, man, keep your unmoisturized, mustard, dusted, crusty, mixed to your motherfucking self, man. We some family mans around here. Y'all out here touching these women's with no shirt on, looking at each other's booties. See, me and this man right here, we don't do that. We family men. We ain't with all that freaky deaky ass shit. And any failure to obtain two forms of consent result in what? All sorts of physical harm, all sorts of ass whooping, all sorts of uh, blunt force trauma. Your whole anatomy is backwards, B. My forefather once said, Kaka Sumo. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Would you agree? I, I, I yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's somewhere on the family crest. Yeah, pretty sure our grandfather said that at least once. Once, once, once. Yeah, probably not saying that. Kaka <laughs> <laughs> sumu, nigga, you bitch ass nigga. Keep your motherfucking hands to your motherfucking selves, and that extends outside of your own physical reach. That means don't be hanging out the side of a car with a gun, shooting at nobody's feet, Bruh. bitch ass nigga. Keep your motherfucking hands to, to your motherfucking self. And you would think a nigga like this with all his demon time shit. You would understand. It's not demon time for you all the time, dog. No. You hear what I'm saying? You got to know when to, you gotta know when to chill, dog. Yeah, you got to know when to fold them, nigga. And you uh, hanging out the window of a whip, dog. Busting shots is not knowing when to chill. Nah, bitch ass nigga. So guess what? We going to be here to tell y'all, nigga. You know what? And uh, my man's under investigation, so... 
If you're a long-time listener, y'all know the next part, but we're going to move on. This episode's... You got a problem? I didn't say nothing. Aren't you on a gag order or something like I'm that? Not, I'm not on any This word. is episode 81, Hot Boy Bankroll Freshers version, RIP. In this episode, we'll be discussing when being a hot boy goes wrong. We're going to talk about it. If you're a first-time listener, Running Tris is a safe haven for emotional, mental, plus spiritual growth and all that other kind of fuck shit. To all real niggas out here, protect your spiritual hairlines. Mm. Don't get your shit manufactured. You feel what I'm saying? Even if you do. Money don't make the man. Man make the money, don't he? Yo, though. And just because you got the guap to get your spiritual hairline rejuvenated, you put some money in a preacher pocket. You no, know, you took the you know extra follicles. Whatever, bro. Mm-hmm. You don't. That doesn't impress me, bro. Just because you run around here looking like a little yachty. But are you spiritual, little yachty? Mm. Do you want to be spiritual? Are you yachty? spiritual, little boat, bro? Huh? I don't think I want that. Have you ever dropped a spiritual summer sounds? Though? <laughs> that uh, wasn't you. Nah, that wasn't me. Huh? It wasn't. You ever you ever had a spiritual one night, bro? Uh, well, nah. uh, you ever been spiritually in Minnesota, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Not spiritually, no physically, dog. That's what I'm saying. In Minnesota. And to our queens, to our lovely queens, it's uh, it's uh, Virgo season. I don't know shit about Virgos. Um, me neither, for real. I don't know shit about Virgos. But something tells me y'all can't be trusted. So yeah, I'm pretty sure that's uh, one thing they say about Virgos is they can't be trusted. Nas is a Virgo. Yeah, I wouldn't trust Nas. Ludacris is a Virgo because uh, they was on a song together called Virgo. Yeah. I wouldn't trust hey, that hey, nigga. Hey, <laughs> hey, King Virgo. Joe Butters. <laughs> hey, all you Virgo-ass niggas, stay away from our... I almost said hoes again. <laughs> stay away from our beautiful queens. Don't sacrifice your spiritual edges for no nigga. Get your spiritual toothbrush and let the universe lay your shit in peace. May whatever God or crystal you pray to in the corner of your bathroom at night when all your family is asleep, bring you everything that you need in this coming months. You hear what I'm saying? In 2020, we almost do this shit. Let's get through it together. Yeah, let's get through it, man. We scraping the bowl. Thank you for listening. If you're a first-time listener, you came out a good time because I was on some fuck shit last week. Who? I was. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I was on some fuck shit. I can't promise that I ain't on more fuck shit, but that's neither here nor there. Thank you for being here. What up to the Twi Hive and the Low Heads? Run a check. Run a motherfucking fade. If you love Trish Set, support Trish Set. Show love. Support. Uh, motherfuckers really been turning up the last week, or, like week and a half too. We are twenty, we're nineteen episodes away from uh episode one hundred, which is fucking crazy. That is crazy. Um, but we here for y'all. Uh, we got some things in the works. I throw up some mockups of some merchandise gonna be hitting the internet soon. Uh, hey, our podcast is real grassroots and mixtape influence. Our merchandise is gonna be in that same round. We are hip hop through and through. We're gonna keep the emotions alive. Real out the trunk with it. You understand? We wanna say shout out to all these we wanna send a shout out to all the real women out here. No matter how mad y'all get, y'all ain't gonna slander a nigga, y'all ain't gonna lie on a nigga, you feel me? <laughs> Fuck these fake ass niggas that see a woman be getting called a liar and a dumb bitch because you shot her and you still won't say shit. Mm. Also, you know, our heart goes out to friend of the podcast, Shea Brother. Shea Butter. Yeah, Shea, Shea Brothers is a whole different individual, Shea though. Shea Brothers. Shea Brothers is a good yeah, bitch, Shea Brothers, you used to say that, it's man. a good bitch, man. <laughs> but Shea, you know, we love you. Mm. We support you. Anything that you need. Her father passed away this week. So we're going to say one time, one time, one time for <laughs> Shea. love to Shea. Our mother hand. Spiritual guardian. And all you other motherfuckers, what up to the B-words and N-words, non-POCs, and OGs tapping in every motherfucking Tuesday. 
Y'all know it's OPMs and OPP. Vibe check. What's happening, bro? What up, what up? Um, It was a very fucking dead week for you, boy, man. Uh, I thought, you know, me putting out that little that little, little PSA, you know, I have all the white people scrambling to dig deep in their pockets and show love to the kid. Obviously, not, not, not a dollar? Yeah, not a dollar. Obviously, y'all <laughs> niggas ain't get the memo. You niggas fucking slacking. And I, y'all niggas should be throwing dollars at my you feet. You ain't getting no, like, spur of, like, epiphanies, no inspirational thoughts, mm-hmm. no no moments of clarity this week. Nah. Nothing prolific. A lot of anxiety this week, dog, for some strange reason, dog. My shit's been back like crazy, dog. Yeah. If I had a fucking... Uh, I think we can tell, bro. If I had a fucking, uh, like, a little meter, dog, my shit would be banging? pinging, dog. Your shit fragile stuff. <laughs> my shit would be pinging, dog. Uh, actually, um, a friend of the podcast asked me to ask you to give the people an update on the... What you call it? Mm. Be hip was it? Heal be heal to be heal yeah, tour. Heal, heal, just like with shit. every other fucking tour in twenty twenty, that shit's shut down. Yeah, give the folks an update. The motherfucker um, know what's going on. With not you. nothing really to uh, to heal from, really, because like shit has been real stagnant. Um, for real. Yeah, I can definitely say there's been a uh, uh, a pause in the uh, progress. But a pause in the progress due to what? Just because like, I'm not in situations, I'm not in situations to to see if I've been healed for real. Because I'm 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 my life in the past couple months has been consisting of me being at the crib, me being at job number one or job number two, and it's not really putting me in situations to know like if I'm still harboring grudges, if I still hate a few people, and <laughs> if I'm so if, you're waiting if for I'm as healed as I say I am. You're waiting for opportunity to see if you yeah, yeah you like, hate. To see you know, how healing handle. extends outside of hate, right? But that's why I think um, healing and emotional disconnection has been like my two biggest um, uh, biggest L's, dog. Two of my biggest like childlike products of me. So I figured. If but I you're could, also saying that if you're going back to that Jay Electronic episode, motivation and ambition that you struggle with. I can't say. Um, I actually, um, that's been different. I don't know. If, I don't know if it's uh, due to the anxiety, but I've been extremely motivated, and I'm actually working on a few things that. It's very surprising for me because normally when my anxiety my anxiety and my creativity normally block each other. So I won't say big what up to that, but you know I ain't got no alarm for it. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's kind of crazy when you do shit. I be here. I be hearing all sorts of shit. But that's the opposite of that. That's the opp- I ain't got no applause, but fuck it. Um, that's good to hear. You know, folks are uh, worried about you and they care about you and they ask me. I don't know. I just ask your ass straight up, but. That's neither here nor there. Yeah, I don't know, but um, we working around here. We some workaholics. I'm doing bad, but I'm not doing that bad. It's not like I'm not doing old bad. I don't know. It's just I'm uh, not doing old bad. Yeah, it's, it's a new type of bad, which means like I'm acknowledging the fact that I'm doing bad. You're like Ig- Iggy Azalea, yeah, uh, the, 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 the new classmate. Class- <laughs> <laughs> hey, all my nasty hey, boys know that. Man. I'm not doing classically bad. <laughs> this is a new type of bad. <laughs> Yeah, for real, but everything is good, because even this anxiety is not killing me, for real. It's just, I'm just surprised, because I haven't dealt with it in so long, and now that um, and my shit's been peaking for no fucking reason, and I'm trying to figure out, like... What does yeah, a peak mean? I don't know, bro. Like, no, describe it. What does a peak mean for those who don't know, like myself? Um, I've been so scatterbrained lately, like, I'm having trouble connecting thoughts a lot, like... I'm having unnecessary worries about nothing. Uh, like, you my, have seemed kind of like... Um I won't say uptight. What's the other word for that? 
you haven't been like uptight, but you've been like like high strong lately. Yeah. Mm. And if I and if I could give you a reason, like I wish I had like yo boom, like yo these niggas kill my brother, man, and I've been tweaked like this, like you what you've been saying the last four years at every job you've had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what I need. You need an older brother to get killed. I need I need a hey, I need a brother hey, vacation. Be, be careful what you wish for. My older brother, not like uh, my okay. older brother. All right, yeah. I, hey, just, I think I just need a I need a we'll take a sip of water on that. <laughs> Shit, my older brother, but. I think I need to break down that job again and start crying. It always made everything better, dog, getting a week off. Well, as far as myself, you know, it's another week, another episode, another seven days of me fighting my demons, per usual, you know. But That's why I'm I fight a, dirty. Uh, yeah. I'll get my, you know what I'm saying? I don't fight my demons fair and square, nigga. <laughs> Clean face. <laughs> yeah, I can come get me, nigga. Um... So one thing I was thinking about, mm-hmm. trying to find possible connection to this episode about being a hot boy and shit, right? Yeah. And I came up with a certain scenario, which is probably one of my favorite scenarios I've heard in the last, like, five or six years, that happened to one of my favorite hot boys mm-hmm. about what happens when being a hot boy goes... Goes wrong. Goes wrong. A little too hot. Yeah. It's a situation where you're so much of a hot boy, you get backed into a corner, now you just got to be a boy boy. <laughs> <laughs> boy, boy, I need help because I can't, I can't hot boy myself out of situation, I, right? Uh-huh. I'm preface that with the story of my favorite little hot boy, Karma, uh-huh. when he was like 17, 16, 17, uh-huh. a long night of ripping and running through the streets of Broward County, you know, thinking that he's on top of the world, invincible, mm-hmm. doing some gut ass shit and deciding, you know what? I'm going to sneak back into my grandparents' crib. But I'm not going through the front door. Oh, my fucking God. I'm going through that little ass bathroom, bathroom window. window. Was that? Go ahead and tell the folks what else happened. I can't remember. Was I in Florida at the time? Or was I? I'm, now you were in Kansas City still. I was still in KC. Yeah. Yeah, so. No, no, no. I was in Florida. I was in. Uh, and uh, Fort Pitt. Yeah, Fort Pitt. I was. Because I remember, I remember this was the funniest oh, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my little <laughs> brother is ripping and running through the city, man. Um, he was living with my grandparents at the time. So. My grandma, you know, she's an old Haitian grandma, man. You can't just come home any type of night. I don't give a damn how old you think you is. Facts. But, you know, you can't tell Carmine nothing. So, Carmine was out here doing his dirt or whatever. He got home at an ungodly hour and said, yo, let me uh, let me be smart. Let me be smarter than my circumstances. <laughs> yeah. Why would I go through the front door and get that static when I could just go through the bathroom little window and uh, act like I've been here the whole time. Like, y'all niggas tweaking, not me. But um, Carmine thick, man. <laughs> <laughs> little thicky boy. So Carmine got halfway through the little bathroom square window, dog, with the cheeks. Wouldn't let him go any further. Yeah. Cheeks in the burner. It's, it's hard to squeeze through that little gap. You know what I'm saying? But he the, caught, cir- the circumference, you know what I mean? Uh, but he got caught in such a way that he could have go forward or backwards. Jesus Christ. This nigga was literally... Uh, what you call them? Thing? Uh, this nigga was literally seesaw through the fucking window. Uh, uh. So he had to call my girl. <laughs> what three, four o'clock in the morning? Three, four o'clock in the morning. This nigga's kicking, knocking, kicking his <laughs> knocking Sham- all the shampoos, yeah, shampoos and that kind of soaps and shit flying everywhere. <laughs> so my my age, hey, mind you, uh, this is Florida. We talking about yeah, right? Four o'clock, <laughs> yeah, four o'clock in the morning. I'm pulling through somebody's hood. And I see legs dangling outside yeah, the window. window. Yeah, me. I want to see what's good with you. You good, bro? You stealing, nigga? <laughs> you try to leave, you try to go in. <laughs> yeah. So, my, uh, how old is my grandpa? 
at the time he was 85. So my 85 year old grandfather has to bust all his 85 year old strafe. Grab thick ass car by They pulled him through or push him they out. They pulled him through. They had to pull. You can only. You can't go forward. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta go back uh, mm. once you came, bro. Mm. Had to mm. drag this nigga through the fucking window. This nigga had scars all over. This nigga had like a belt scar all over his <laughs> shit. Yeah, Ferragamo belt though. Yeah, you see it. Ferragamo belt. Yeah, man. Some situation you just can't scam your way out of, man. It be so sincere. I could never think of like I, I get caught in the fucking window. What is this a nineties TV show, bro? Like, seriously, man. Not even nineties. That's some Corey in the house side shit, right there, man. <laughs> but y'all niggas know what it is. It's Trish set bitch ass nigga. Y'all know what we doing. We still pulling up. We still dripped up and draped out. You know what we doing right here, though. You can catch us at your nearest assistive. Uh, what's it called? Assistant living. Assistant. A what? Assistant living. Assistant what? Assistant living. For Facility. I got your grandmother Phyllis, you know what I'm saying? One knee. I got old Edna on the other knee. You know what I'm saying? I'm juggling. I'm doing the big hand bounce. They doing the Uchi Wally, you feel what I'm saying? We all get up and do the Tootsie Roll. I got your grandfather out here busting down a, a, a six sack, nigga. Mm-hmm. Just- and we got cousin Richard going through all the room getting all the valuables. Y'all niggas know what it is. Flexing with emphasis. Trish said, runner check a runner, motherfucking fade. What is that smell, bro? I smell it. What is that aroma, dog? Can I, you, what I, is that? I, I think it smells like. Is that a, a quote? I think it is. That's a quote. I think it is a quote. Is that a, is that, is that a high grade quote or that bullshit quote? It might be. It's a, not mid. That, that's a good quote, bro. You got a quote for you got a quote for the folks, man. I, I think I do. I think I do. Yeah, I could tell. I wrote this quote down as I was listening to the episode, and not on during the re-listen. Uh huh. You have three coochie tokens. You only need five hundred more. <laughs> you bitch ass nigga. And yeah. my quote the trips by, yeah, you know, white woman. Her husband don't want to start a restaurant with her ass and go get a divorce. Split the whole shit down the middle, dog. You losing fifty, dog, just because you didn't want to start a bed and breakfast. Airbnb head ass nigga. <laughs> Y'all niggas know what time it is, and what we about to do next, bro? Hit these motherfuckers off with a running words of encouragement. What up to all of the niggas and bitches checking in every Tuesday to catch a vibe with two retired hot boys who at one time could stay awake for 52 hours straight. Running the streets, trying to live out their dreams in any way they could, scrapping up nickels and dimes, hand over fist. But still found time to flex for the folks. The Running Tris Podcast. No cut. No filler. Just two cousins, giving you your fix. Fronting you a sack to make it through the week. Consistently week after week, after week after week, after week after motherfucking week. You are a fiend, and you are appreciated. This week, Trisset has requested I speak on mismanaging expectations. Look slime. Gucci Mane had to warn Chief Keef at least six separate times, do not lose the load. The bargain of getting Tenneke from Tennessee was too lucrative to pass up. More important than flexing for the gram. More important than blowing down the loudest pack, named after one of your dead ops. Do not lose the load. And the first thing this nigga Chief Keef did, was lose that load. What good is bawling like a hot boy? And sticking to the G-code? If they say niggas that will kill with ya, will squeal with ya. One minute you may be a young nigga bawling, 
life like a movie. With all these hoes in the jacuzzi. But what do you do when you find out one of the hoes in that jacuzzi, lied about her age? And she is really 15. And the damage is done, because the whole night was captured on your Instagram story. And you know your ops are watching. And those hating ass niggas are sending the law to your crib right now. I bet the water in that jacuzzi just got too goddamn hot. Protect your neck because they are lurking. Who is they you may ask? They are the ones who lie about their age. With no regard about how that information may, and will impact, your life. Stay away from those jacuzzis. And stick to the rivers and lakes that you're used to. Stay alert, and stay dangerous. And most importantly, never bet against the set. Running Triz is a form of community service, and will continue to serve faithfully, so please support Triz Set, as we provide that high-quality content you expect each week. Get better in tune with your infinite with the Running Triz podcast. Now, here comes the drop. So I've been bank. sitting on your ass for eight years. I got a roll of coochie yeah, tokens, though. Yeah, what I'm saying, nigga. Ready to cash these motherfuckers in. You hear the jingling. Somebody <laughs> <laughs> tells me a coochie token is big as hell, dog. Like a silver dollar. Hey, hey who's on it, though? Who's on the coochie token? Who's yeah. the nastiest fuck? Oh, John F. Kennedy, dog. Nastiest fucking person. I'm going to say Petey Pablo. <laughs> Man, I'm not putting <laughs> Petey Pablo any form of currency. Man, fuck it. Y'all niggas, oh, we, oh shit, we back. Are we and back? We back, and 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 we back. Y'all niggas know what we doing around this time. Um, R.I.P.'s. Yo, down. We're going to say goodbye. I don't know. I don't like to say. We're going to say what? We're going to say goodbye. We're going to show love to those who are no longer with us, those who have contributed to this black culture, this rap culture, this beautiful thing called hip-hop. And my cousin, Lil Noel, about to bust off one of them things for the one time. So he's got Playboy. Today we are showing love to Louisiana's own Renetta Yamika Low Bridgewater, also known as Magnolia Shorty. Discovered by Birdman, she received her nickname from Soldier Slim, also known at the time as Magnolia Slim, because they were both uh, because they both grew up Magnolia Projects. uh, Magnolia Projects. She was signed actually to Cash Money Records. Her and Miss T, they were the first actual females signed to Cash Money Records back in 1997. She hopped on uh, Juvenile's track Third Ward Soldier, which was. Actually, her coming out was the first time a lot of people heard her outside. Hey, of the shout hood. out to the Third Ward, shout out to the Eleventh Ward, shout out to the Seventeenth Ward, shout out to the Fourth Ward. I think, I uh, think so. Yeah, I, maybe, I take it back. Maybe, I'm not. I'm maybe, not sure. Maybe I don't know who Fourth Ward. But <laughs> hey, shout out to the Seventeenth Ward too. I said before. Yeah. One more time, go ahead, bro. Yeah. Um, her first known track was Third Ward Soldier with Juvie back in 1997. Whoops. The same year, she released her debut album, Monkey on the Dick, which is... (laughs) 
I'm sorry, bro. Tell, one more time to... for the folks in the back. What the album called? A debut album on Catch Buddy, Monkey on the Dick. Oh, my God. R.P. that angel, dog. Yeah. It's a good one from us. Which is actually considered a bounce music classic. Um, she was known as the queen of bounce music, man. Um, she, she, she made a fixture for herself in that lane. While working on her second album and trying to launch a career in Hollywood, everything was cut short. Her and I believe it was her husband were gunned down in a drive-by shooting outside of her home. I as thought she, she died in a car accident. Nah, she was gunned down in the whip. She was in the whip. Mm-hmm. That's that's not what a car accident. That's mean. not a car accident. Yeah, she was gunned down. I believe she got hit twenty-six times. Um, nah, swear her and her husband. I believe it was or a boyfriend. I'm not sure. Shorty got hit twenty-six times. Yeah, she got done up, man. Niggas was going for the nigga she was with, and unfortunately, she was a casualty. Wait, 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 wait. wait. So niggas wasn't even gunning for shorty. Nah. But she got hit 27 times? Yep, yep. Um, and it was wild because uh, she was literally on her way to drive to Miami to do be a part of a big bounce music festival. And that bullshit happened. Damn. Yep, yep, yep. So a big rest in peace. Magnolia should. Transition. Damn, R.I.P. Magnolia shot it, man. Uh... Damn, that's sad as fuck. All right, folks, y'all niggas know what time it is. Uh, shout out, it's just another week of being of shit being super light. So I did the best I could. Mm-hmm. So first, shout out goes to Jada Kiss. <laughs> if you take him to the Gucci store, make sure you show him the loafs. He is the voice of Captain Lightspeed in a new animated Netflix joint called Fearless. Fat Joe Miguel. Yara Shahidi or Hidi Shahidi I'm gonna get my Muslim card and vote for that Gabrielle Union and her niggas in it which nigga her husband whatever that nigga name is come on D-Wade who D-Wade he's in it too I never heard of him come on V now shout out to my man D-Wade he bought you three chips dog he bought me two chips yeah, he was, he was there for the third two. Nah, the third one, LeBron bought us that trip. Uh, LeBron Ray, Ray, bought it. Ray Allen bought it, but LeBron hope. <laughs> Shout out to Jesus Sutterworth as well. Uh, I need some more shit like this. I would love to see them do a new sequel to Monsters, Inc. With, with Styles P as a villain or 21 Savage. As the villain? Yeah. Bro, I would I would definitely be down to see that, bro. I say... um, Give me something else. What, what else do you think would be... I say super, some super slimy ass shit. For nostalgia's sake, just redrop the whole first season of Pokemon, but have the who's Ash? Uh, who could we have? Ash? Chance, Chance to rap. I do not want Chance to rap as my Ash. We could grab another young bull. What, what's other nigga we like? Kyle? Uh, we could throw Cardi. No, Cardi will be Pikachu. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't do that, bro. You can't call a woman a rat. He's tweaking, dog. Nah, no, nah, play, not, Car- nah. not Cardi B. Play oh, yeah, with that. Do the, uh, the baby talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> play more Cardi as Pikachu. Wop that 4,000. Ash on. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Uh, let me quarterback this thing. Ugly God is Brock. Damn, we bring up, we got uh, back. Rico Nasty as... As Misty? Misty. Yeah, I could definitely see Rico Nasty with a whole bunch of water Pokemon. And, and Bustin' Rhymes is Professor Oak. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, uh, who's a was it Greg? The nemesis, Greg, Professor Oak's son, no, uh, um, no nephew or some shit, grandson, grandson. Uh, it wasn't Greg or Demetrius and Jamal? 
I think it was uh, Quantavius. Quantavius? What's the one for? What's that nigga name? I don't Gary, 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 Gary. Gary. Oh, uh, shit. Who can get Gary? If uh, Guap Dad, if Guap Dad, Guap is, Dad is, uh, is Ash, that means Russ has to be Gary. Russ has, has to, to be, be Gary. Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Russ is Buster Rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Netflix, yeah. holla at the boy. Check, you see how easy we came easy up with a million peasy. dollar deal? Easy peasy. That's easy. Now, y'all niggas come holla at us. Who else? Uh, next, shout out goes to Cardi B. Uh-huh. Wet ass pussy. W-A-P. So, I'm going to bust down the list of what I've understand that this one song only been out two weeks. All the records in them broke. Okay. First female rap collaboration to debut number one on Billboard. Shout outs. First female rap artist with multiple Hot 100 number ones in multiple decades. It's nothing. Extended the record for most number one records by a female rapper. Damn, baby. Highest first week audio streams in 2020. Generated the highest streaming week for a female rap artist. Biggest all-female collaboration YouTube debut. Mm. Not bad for some wet ass pussy. Nope. Some pussy. That's some good shit right some there. Some pussy. You know what she need to do? Bring what? my pussy Saturdays. Bring it back? I need some pussy in my yeah. life. Please. Sweet pussy. Yo, sweet pussy it, Saturdays was a good reason please. to look forward to Saturdays. Let it debut at 6 30 a.m. Mm. Stop my pussy. Nice little blueberry muffin with some pussy on the side. Eastern Standard Earl Grey tea with some pussy. Mm. What else? Mofongo with some, <laughs> with, some, with some pussy on the side. A little bit of that before going pussy, though. A little pussy. In the words of Big Jot, I can eyeball the wigs like it work. <laughs> I just want to say that shit. And then shout out to Jock, shout out to Chris, shout out to Monty, shout out to all the boys at CAD. Ain't seen y'all boys in a minute. We got some things coming down the pipeline. Next shout out goes to Bumby. It's a twofer. Shout out to Bumby, shout out to Meg Thee Stallion. Okay. So I'm gonna play a little clip that don't popped up today. And while I'm looking for that, I just wanna say RIP to Kobe Bryant. Today is Mama. August 24th, which is Black Mama Day. So we're gonna hit one more time for the M-Horns. Kobe Bryant, I miss you dearly. I love you. You're my childhood idol and you're my childhood nemesis. I hated you because Alan Iverson never got a chimp. Yep. But I love you for everything you stood for. So with that said, let me before I start crying, hear what, hear what Bumby had to say about this bullshit. himself, Bernard, uh-huh. gotta tell motherfucker to not shoot a woman. Bruh, it's the most thought? insane shit. I can't even comprehend a motherfucker. Look, shout out to um, shout out to uh, 
the maturity the maturity that you can only display at that age because a young you see what Me, he said twenty five year old Bumby it, it would have just stopped that fuck that nigga Tory Lanez if he was in Houston with a riff for that you, nigga would have posted really a black rose on IG yeah. and six hours later green light <laughs> that nigga be dead in the street green man green light fucking his uh hair. Uh, his hair plugs being blown across all oh my over the look, blow every follicle out. Like he said, if that shit would have happened in Houston, my yeah. boy would have got his whole it shirt tucked been in. A right, different situation. If Tory Lanez would have shot little baby a little Uzi, there would have been a million man march with this nigga's head on a hockey stand. You know, oh, yeah, but yeah. the fact that he shot a woman, I ain't seen. Well, who else? Uh, Chance, I saw say song. I think Fifty Puff, Halle Berry had to say song, mm-hmm. but like. Like niggas ain't niggas even say something was fifty making fun of the situation. No, I think he said something like okay. you know what I'm saying. I felt bad about it, some shit like that. But but even having to say fifty, it's, I should say fifty other rappers, rappers before fifty, yeah. right? But it's been what three weeks, almost a month. Niggas been quiet. Nigga. Quiet niggas have been quiet situation. about what? But if niggas would have shot Hove, ah, it's over, dog. Yeah, it'd be a li- whole bunch literally of pieces. Toy Lanez would be fucking John Wick out here. Uh-huh. So about the price on that nigga head. Look. It's, you know, it's what? Probably Friday night, Thursday night. I'm on my usual shit, caking in the 25th hour. I'm talking to Shorty, joking around on the phone. I forgot what she said. No, I forgot what I said for her to ask me this question. But she asked me, have I ever been called a bitch-ass nigga before? And I responded, so do you mean do I know black women? <laughs> and I could tell she was like, okay, nigga, whatever. I'm like, oh, seriously? Yeah, I know black women. Yeah, yeah. I've been called a bitch ass nigga. I don't know how many yeah, times. Of course. And I started really thinking about the response to that. What you mean? Me. Shorty, my final something I did. Oh, you bitch ass nigga. Uh-huh. Blah, blah, blah. Me. Oh, whatever, bitch. Fuck you too. I walk yeah, away from it. Yeah. Or I try to simmer down situation, try to make up, get on money. Baby, I'm sorry. I'll never do it again. Mm-hmm. Even though I just did it again today, you just haven't found out about it. Oh, even though I ain't been an ancient nigga, I've always been a man about my shit. Okay. Women are afraid to even say anything to you because you react like a little bitch-ass boy. Mm. A little boy throw tantrums. A little boy, you got to worry about, oh, this nigga might throw his toy across the room and stomp his feet and try to hit you and shit like that. That's true. A man know there's certain shit that you don't do. Shooting a woman is one of them. I, I, the I, fact I, that we got to say that, I, look. There's so many things, bro, like... And that, and that extends to pulling a gun on a woman. Yeah. That extends to sending a, a Snapchat of a pistol to a woman as a threat yeah, tactic. Yeah, telling All that shit is some flu-ass shit. That's some corny-ass shit. That's some lame pie-ass shit. It really is. That's some green-ass shit. And I'm just thinking to myself, because Shorty was like, like, surprised and shit. I'm thinking like, yeah, Shorty's calling me a bitch-ass nigga because they know I'm a bitch-ass nigga. Like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> You're not going to do that. Yeah. What the fuck? Okay, you, I'm a bitch-ass nigga. You, I'm, you know I'm not going to hit you. So you can get away with that. But the real bitch ass niggas out here. Sure, he's just tipped on. Tipped on because, like, this nigga, this nigga gonna strike out and shit like that. Yeah, this nigga might try to kill me or some shit like that. So I want to tell everybody who's a father, whether man or woman, if you are a mother or father, please raise your sons to be able to be called a bitch ass nigga by a woman and he don't try to shoot her or kill her. It's not that fucking hard. It really ain't. There is nothing gangster about hitting a woman because she insulted you. I'm sorry to tell you, playboy. All that is is insecurity. You're an insecure little bitch ass nigga. Call Shorty a bitch and keep it moving. Yeah, keep it fucking Bird head moving. ass hoe. Keep it fucking moving. Don't lay a finger on her. Get yourself out of the situation. Ain't nothing gangster about going across a shorty jaw or shooting at her fucking feet. Nothing get you no points. Bruh. 
I don't understand it, man. That's but you know what we're going to do? What up? We're going to take a moment to recognize how this nigga Toyland completely sabotaged his whole career. <laughs> I threw it all away. We're going to have a moment of silence for this bitch-ass nigga. Okay. I know you want to sing. They gonna deport you, Tory. Tory. They gonna deport you, Tory. You gotta leave the airline. They gonna deport Tory. You gotta leave the airline. They're gonna deport Tory. Send that nigga Tory. Uh. My nigga, see you later. Uh, I ain't got nothing else. I, 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 I try. I really hope. Bust around for it. I really hope. Uh, uh, I really hope when Toy gets sent. My nigga, see ya. You can say goodbye to that work visa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, get comfortable. Get comfortable in Mr. Saga. Uh, you gonna be in the basement with your mama. You better get comfortable out in Brampton. Uh, that's all I got, man. That's all you got. That's only two cities I can think of. I can't think of them. Mississauga and Brampton. Shout out to my Colum- uh, said Columbia. Shout out to my Canadian niggas out there. You know the big. I really, you know I'm from though, Montreal, nigga. Yeah, Montreal that's why I get niggas. my real love out there, Quebec and shit. <laughs> that's where we get the yeah. the city knows. I ain't gonna stitch with nobody in, in Harlem, but, but I give but, us a but Quebec I nigga. <laughs> I give them a few Quebec, Quebec niggas, yeah, a few French boys, yeah, a few Montreal niggas. Um, yeah, I really hope they take that. They they force that nigga to leave his hairline. <laughs> oh shit, yeah, nigga, like, hey, that's property of the uh, yeah, that's Saints, pro- bro. That's you. That's, that's U.S. Yeah. property, dog. You, you got right, that shit bro. done out here. Yeah. So uh, off, off, nigga, off with it. The Brett's too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that scalp says made in America, Playboy. Yeah, but you go, you going back the same way you came. Yeah. Little nasty ass nigga. And leave the platform shoes. 5'2 oh, ass fuck nigga. Nah, that nigga was a tippy toe nigga. <sighs> Alright, next shout out goes to Jam Master Jane. Uh-huh. Two men have been indicted after 2002 murder of Jam Master Jane. For those who don't know if you're a new booty young boy, Jam Master Jane is from the legendary Run DMC crew. Mm-hmm. Pioneers in his rap shit and apparently big ass D-boy. Oh yeah. Jam Master Jay was killed for a play worth 1.2 or $1.7 million. In 2002. Right. Um, this is some movie shit. It really is. Um, and around this time, this is like, this is when 50 was coming up. 50 was coming up under J-Master J and getting cool with Nas and mm-hmm. doing that whole How to Rob shit. You know anything about the case? You can tell the folks? Um, nothing, Any specifics? Nothing that I've seen about uh, specifically about the case. I did see that... Um, Apparently, the hip hop police knew the two suspects who committed the murder. Like they knew about these niggas for years. They just couldn't prove it. Yeah, they just couldn't prove it. Like, yeah. but they had a feeling of these two niggas. So I wonder, like, what piece of evidence came out to show that yo, these was the niggas involved in the in the play or whatever. Probably somebody um confessed. You think so? Probably somebody confessed or witness. Because from what I from what I understand, um, Jam Master J had got robbed mm-hmm. for the money he couldn't come up with, it and they smoked him. Damn. That's from from what I read. I don't know if that's true. And then I saw, like, <clears throat> one of the niggas, one of the two was 56 years old, and he's already down the road. So they didn't even have to arrest him. They're just going to give him another charge. 
And then the young one, who's 36 years old, mm-hmm. which makes him 16, 17 at the time, like his whole IG was covered with Jam Master J, like tributes and shit. So Jay probably had a heavy heart, say, yo, I'm going to turn over. Probably on some uh, G-Dep shit. Uh, I can't feel bad about the- it. Yeah, that's the only thing I could think of, um, unless he is super sickle. But either way, fuck that nigga. Uh, no, no, just a relief for uh, Jam Master J family, because I'm sure they knew. You know what I'm saying? Like, in situations like that, it's not like they ain't know. They ain't, you know, they didn't have no inkling of what's going on. <clears throat> I'm sure they had a idea, so. Yeah, fuck them niggas. Put them under the jail, man. For real. Next shot I go to Tracy Ellis Ross, mm-hmm. my favorite girlfriend. On her, uh, you know, them hit show, what's it called? Uh, Blackish. Yeah. I'm going to wait this nigga stop scratching. Hey, cut that attitude, man. Podcast should play the bills, nigga. Her new show, Blackish, in the interview, she explained how she had to push against her character from doing quote-unquote lady chores throughout the series. And her words is an effort to shift the dynamic of how audience view housework. She says, why did I have to speak about this up in the beginning? Why am I carrying around laundry? Why am I the person in the kitchen cooking right now when this has nothing to do with the scene? Even sometimes when it does have something to do with the scene, she started calling them lady chores. Why am I doing the lady chores? Why can't Anthony Anderson do the lady chores? I believe every relationship is a negotiation between two people about which each of them feel comfortable doing. And I think the more we portray that on television, the more that we have the reality of the real world and it matches the reality of what's actually going on. So this reminds me of that conversation we had back in Women's History Month, which I can't wait for the next one. Look, if y'all motherfuckers like last Women's History Month, we're going to have a motherfucking ball. It's much darker this time. But the conversation we had about female president and all that honey, I'm home shits out the window, bro. Uh That shit dead, y'all. You think you're going to come home and shorty been slaving on a hot stove and he's going to kick your feet up, bro? You just chilling? He's going to hit Madden, uh, play Madden until food's ready and uh, beat that your is. kid once because he's not listening and go home. Nah, nigga, that shit dead, yeah, bro. That's out the door, man. Yo man. ass going to be in the kitchen, nigga. Apron on. Shorty going to come through that, that motherfucking door. Nigga, this motherfucking laundry better be folded. You better have a slippers waiting. <laughs> Dinner better be on point. My bath water better be drawn, nigga. It's going to be hell to pay. And he better have a perfect temperature, Shorty too. gonna walk through the door, kick off her pumps, slip out of that pencil skirt. She gonna put on her boy beater, lay on the couch. You know, I feel like I'm tired of that wife beater shit. We're gonna call them boy beaters. I, I am not wearing a boy beater, though. But you, you're comfortable wearing a wife beater. I don't even call it a wife beater. What you call it? I call it a tank top or a chemise. <laughs> but you gotta get some boy beater. I am not wearing a boy beater, though. <laughs> Why a not? boy beater? Yeah. yeah, fuck these niggas, man. I got, a, I got a drawer full of boy beaters. Can we call them nigga beaters, man beaters, maybe? What's wrong with boy beaters? I, I, I just don't like that. I like the alliteration, the boy the but beat, the boy beater. I like the alliteration. You fuck you, nigga. It's not about you. Shorty gonna come off, kick a pump sock. She gonna get that makeup wipe, wipe all that mascara shit off her face, foundation, the fancy beauty products off mm-hmm. her face, slip it to her boy beater. She got a, a, a spritzer in her hand, a nice wine in her hand. Shorty gonna throw on fucking... Uh, what the hell's watching out is? Uh, Pretty little things or some shit. Oh, that's a uh, that's a clothing line. Big little liars. A thousand little fires. Um, uh, insecure. Insecure. Yeah. Shorty going. <laughs> Shorty and her boy beater. I'm one time for that. Shorty and her boy beater. She got a little. That uh, just sounds wild, though. <laughs> I don't. You know. <laughs> that's a boy. Hey, we let the fans decide if they like that. All right, we, I, 
Yeah, yeah Shorty slip on a little board because she got a little grapefruit sprinter. You know what I'm saying? Nice little um uh um uh uh Zinfandel in her hand. Uh, a little head wrap situation going yeah, on. Bitch ass nigga. Get the cooking. Bro, what the fuck? Casserole, nigga. It don't smell like nothing Cats in this house. Casserole, nigga. Fuck you talking about no lady chores, nigga. And, and I got a slit in my fucking pencil skirt. Can you imagine? Get you a thread and needle to sew that motherfucker up if I beat your ass, nigga. Can you imagine being the first nigga and getting punked by Secret Service? And hey, you can't do nothing about it. Baby, you know, you know, uh, Convell and them hit me. Hit me and shit, okay. okay. Man up, nigga. Yeah. Hey, what do you think told them the history? Oh, shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, next. I'm going to let you choose. Uh-huh. LL Cool J. Tony Yayo, Kanye West 1 or Kanye West 2? Uh, let's do uh, Cool James. You said who? Uh, cool cool J. J? Yeah. Ladies love Cool James. I love Cool J drop Mama said knock you out 30 years ago. Yeah. But songs like Around the Way Girl to the Break of Dawn, Jingling Baby, and of course Mama said knock you out. So what can you tell the good folks about Todd Smith? Uh, Todd Smith is a nigga that's consistently being in my mama's top three. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's one of the niggas you might yeah, yeah. It was like Shamal Moore. Nah, it was uh, a Chestnut. Was Morris Chestnut, uh, LL Cool J, Denzel Washington. And then, no, no, no. She replaced Denzel Washington with uh, with uh, Marshala. Marshala's oh, a new De- uh, Denzel Larry. She got no love for Idris? I, I think she, yeah, she do. I think every every yeah, mother yeah. every mother loves Idris, dog. And yeah, when I tell you if there's one nigga I'm going to keep away from my mother, dog, you yeah, know she's yeah, a sucker for the accents. Get the fuck away from me. What yeah. you doing, Evie? Fuck around. She really Yo, shoot you in the head like a American Don't talk gangster. how you normally talk like fucking Stringer from yeah. the Y, Evie. Even that. You think so? My mother got with a Chicago nigga. You think oh, that Stringer shit. shit ain't going to work on my mother? Whisper, nigga. <laughs> My mother here, nigga. Even that. <laughs> you heard how he's whispering and taking <laughs> Hey, how about you stay away from my mom, y'all? Yeah, don't even look at her. Head. Fuck out of here. Don't look at my dudes, bro. Can you tell the folks about Hello <laughs> Cool J? One of the first artists signed to Def Jam. One of the first artists to have a major hit with Def Jam. Sex uh, symbol. Uh, a, a, a huge sex symbol, my man. Um, nigga had a black pants on his album. You feel me? He pioneered me in the in shape. Big Game Big Game Def Huh? The Big and Death album, he had the Black Panther mm-hmm, with the Black Ropes on it. Yoda. That was a fire ass album cover. Uh, one of the most, I think he was one of the first muscle niggas. Yeah, that's rap. what I'm saying. One of the first niggas to be in shape and rap. You feel me? Um, one of the niggas that we really let, let uh, get away First mumble rapper. You said first mumble? Yeah. You talking about like just talking shit that don't make sense? Absolutely. Flavor your air Yeah. Yeah. Top Ski? Like, what the Blow fuck? Titious. What the fuck is that? Hollywood, I know he hood. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, what the hell are you talking about? You heard it here first. Run Trips Podcast, episode 81. LL Cool J was a mumble rapper. That verse makes no fucking sense. Uh, LL Cool J was a cool-ass nigga. I can't and tweet. One of the first rappers we see trans- uh, transition from rapping to Hollywood. And before he actually went to Hollywood, he was actually good in the beginning. Yeah. Not like Deliver from Eve. <laughs> Bad. But like, when I was a kid, man, um, really up until he was in that Halloween movie, LL Cool J was a cool-ass nigga. He had that TV show. Uh, um, Parenthood, was it? Not Parenthood. Uh... In the house? In the house. In the house. With Carlton. Yeah. Uh, he was a fly nigga. He got bitches. One of the first niggas we seen survive a horror movie. First nigga I saw pop up with a beard out of nowhere. Yeah, you could go face your head nigga. Yeah, what the time? fuck you talking about, Fubu? No, no, Gap. Gap. And he rapped about Fubu. Fubu. Yeah. Uh, and he had he had really dope remixes. Mm. So shout out to Cool James, dog. Even though we said nothing about the album we were supposed to be talking about. You said what we said, bro. Yeah, pioneer. All right, next. Uh, Tony Yayo, Kanye West 1 or Kanye West 2? Uh, 
Let's go, Yayo. Tony Yayo. Thoughts of a predicate felon turns 15 years old. Shorty so seductive, dancing over you. Songs like Seductive, Drama Setter, I Know You Don't Love Me, and Pimpin'. One of my favorite songs ever. Bro. It's a good album. It was a good album, dog. The only thing about this episode made me feel real old as fuck Mm -hmm. for the fact that Predicate fell in terms 15. 15, bro. And I Tony Ayo talking to you. I had the album. Mm-hmm. I had the intro with niggas is uh, getting strip searched in jail and shit like that. First time I heard a nigga say spread your butt cheeks and cough. Album was dope for real. Um, dun, I wish dun, I knew. Dun, dun, I don't love hoes. You chasing up. I be lacing up. I know you don't love me track That video was one of the best videos Look Make sure you come back If I find you motherfuckers stop that An hour less than an hour in I'm gonna get on your niggas ass But pause the podcast Go on YouTube and watch Tony Yayo's I know you don't love me video And really embrace how them niggas really push the envelope. Because to this day, I've never seen a video like that. And also, one thing we got to recognize about Tony Yayo is his entrepreneurial spirit. That nigga owns a chain of frozen yogurt shops called Tony Yogurt. Tony Yogurts. Tony Yogurts. <laughs> Tony Yogurts. All right, that leaves us with Kanye West 1 or Kanye West 2. <laughs> Kanye West 2. Kanye West 2. The Good Friday series turned 10 years old for those who don't know maybe kind of young if you 19 18 years old now when you was a little saying what's that fourth grade when you were fourth grade a weekly series dropped by good music leading to the release of my beautiful dark twisted fantasy one started with power remix led into monster Led into Devil in a New Dress, led into Good Fridays, led into Lord, 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 Soul Paul, Christian Dior, Denim Flow, Don't Stop, Take One for the Team, Don't Look Down to Joy, Looking for Trouble, Chain Heavy, and Christmas in Harlem. So, I'm going to paint a picture for y'all. And how did it all start? How did it start? With the BET Hip Hop Award Cypher. Indeed, indeed it did. First time we saw Side of Prince. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I'm going to paint y'all a picture. And you see why I started the episode with a rap from 10 years ago. So, me and this nigga fresh out of high school, stars in our eyes, depression in our hearts. Just didn't know yet. Crime crime at our fingertips. And we were going to college. Freshman in college was a fucking nightmare. Doozy. Fight for my fucking life. Literally. Yeah. Yeah, it should have took both of us. It almost did. Almost, yeah, it really <laughs> was real close. Almost, <laughs> almost did, but 10 years ago, me and this nigga... 18, 19 years, no, 19 years old. And we wanted to rap, but we didn't know how to rap. We knew how to rap, but we didn't know how to make rap songs. Yeah. Uh, it's not like how it is now where equipment is readily available. Knowing how to run the equipment is readily available, software. Uh, you knew maybe one or two niggas that knew how to do it in their room. And then you really had to learn how to do it from them. And Everything even then, it was shitty. Though. But at a time where rap was super whack, shit was trash. Hove dropped the Blueprint 3 with songs like Hater and uh, what's the other shit? That, that Mars vs. Venus Venus shit. Venus vs. Mars. That bullshit. This nigga Kanye, after taking a year out, came out with Power that summer. I remember that because I was on my way to my shorty's crib at the time. And in the Power remix. And I listened to that motherfucker like 
30, 40 times back I to back. What do it mean to be the boss? It means second place is the first one who lost. The crucifixion, the being nailed to the cross. Crucifixion, it's a hell of a cost. Do the dishes. I'm about to hit that Jeff Gordon. Michael Jordan, the only one more important. But I be feeling like Jordan when I'm recording. Cause every time I record, I duck and slap the boards. I don't know what these rappers gonna do out the wars. Polly's best, like I might do a theater wars. Huh, I got the whole crowd going crazy. Homie, I should be rewarded. Boy, like, that shit, I remember hearing that, and, like, every time I listened to it, my heart got bigger. Mm. Like, the depression got smaller, and the fury got bigger yeah. and bigger and bigger and bigger. I'm still waiting for the for the, for the the rest of the video, of the power video. Facts. That shit was, like, a like a minute, 27 seconds or some shit. But I say all this to say, something that happened 10 years ago influences us to this very day. This podcast is a direct child of the good music series yeah. from how we conduct ourselves on a weekly basis what we talk about the quality we put in the artwork we do the whole do-it-yourself mentality this wasn't crafted by the label this wasn't a Def Jam shit this was Kanye it was putting organic, shit out dog. This was it was cool. organic you could feel it niggas was around like waiting oh these niggas gonna come out sometimes it was late yeah, sometimes, sometimes it was early niggas is talking about it the cover art to this day is still one of the most influential pieces of rap culture to this motherfucking day mm-hmm. and even though Kanye West is a motherfucking psychopath I'm forever in debt for the good music celebration what was, I, your, what was your, throughout the series, what do you think was your favorite good music track? Good Friday track? Don't Look Down. That shit won't hit me the, the hardest. That won't hit me the hardest because I wasn't expecting that verse from Big Sean. Yeah, I was about to say, I, I can't say that because um, Big Sean's right. That's definitely one of my top like, top five that verses, nigga top three verses. No, okay. Let me, let me rephrase. That was the most influential. Okay. Him rapping like that in a way that I didn't think someone that... Could rap like that, do it. Mm-hmm. Definitely Especially push me at that time, you feel me? But my favorite out of these songs, <sighs> outside of the obvious, because I remember the first time I heard Devil in a New Dress, mm-hmm. blew my fucking mind before even Rick Ross was on it. Uh-huh. But my favorite is probably still uh, Power Remix. Power Remix. I got to go with Good Friday. <laughs> good Friday the track. Especially when it came out in the energy, dog. You could do nothing but feel good when That's the girl up. you gave a wedding ring? Me and my niggas, da da da, but everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, if y'all thought that was some fanboy shit, I'm gonna really get my stand cape out for this next one. All right, so Kanye West one. Late registration turns 15 years old, but what songs like heard him say we made your celebration gone drive slow crack music hey mama late touch the sky go digger the whole motherfucking album. Not a skip on that bitch. Not the skits one. are incredible. Y'all niggas know what we talking about. This is late registration. This is Kanye West's best motherfucker album. It is. Where do we start? Um, I guess from the from the beginning, dog. Uh, go ahead, man. Tell us about it. Before I start crying in this bitch. Uh, Kanye drops late fucking. Right. What was the leading single? I think it was Gold Digger. I believe was the leading single. Touch was, the sky. Was it touch the sky? I want to say touch the sky was the first joint. I don't remember. But um I'll first time up. I heard fucking uh Lupe Fiasco was on that Touch the Sky shit. Thought that verse was fucking incredible, but I had no idea. I was expecting Kanye West to come out with a college dropout part two. Not come out with a whole new fucking sound, a whole new fucking style, 
a whole different type of energy. Diamonds from Sierra. Di- oh yeah, I should have fuck yeah. Yeah. Diamonds yeah. let that you know. Video alone. That video no let you know. Yo, this is not nobody you want to fucking play with right now. I was very impressed by his flow and his raps on Sierra Leone. Mm. I interrupted you. Go ahead, bro. You fine. Let me let me collect myself, man. You fine, but I'm gonna just beginning. I'm with all fine, nigga. <laughs> Go ahead, bro. <laughs> Go ahead, nigga. <laughs> just yeah, beginning with fucking. I'm fine, nigga. Hoes know I'm fine too. I sure you tell me every day. We get it. We get it. But just the beginning with D-Ray fucking uh, Davis doing the intro, the wake up Mr. West, when he has Kaya, he just goes, you just go store by, are you, are you sleeping in my class? You store in my class? Wake, wake up, up Mr. West. West. And that echo leads you in the fucking heard him say. Yeah. Kanye West was out of his fucking mind, dog. Yeah. The, uh, the production yeah. alone changed how like rap should be heard. He, when this album dropped, everybody else stepped their beats game up. I never heard beats like that. Mm-hmm. Everybody stepped their beats game. I'm, up. I'm, Kanye was putting fucking, fucking like interludes in songs. Yeah, not like not interludes on the album. Like he'll give you like two minutes of no lyrics, just straight instrumentation on a track, dog. Yeah, he did who that. Was yeah. doing, who the fuck was doing shit like that? For sure. Uh, he was singing on that shit all over that motherfucker. Hey, mama, yeah. sung all over that. Uh, and then, and one of my favorite things is, uh, Kanye West had Cam return the favor. With the uh, with the home verse, not home. Um, gone, gone verse with the gone verse. Yeah. Sweet brother Lucy. Um, there always be haters. That's the way it is. Hating niggas, niggas marry hated bitches. Have hated, hated kids. Does that bring you down? Yeah. This nigga had. He even gave comment a track on that motherfucker. But one of the hardest beats. But this was 2005 where he had Nas and Jay on the same uh, album. And it goes tweaking. Yeah. Um, and it tweaking. This album will forever be one of my favorite albums of all time. Very influential in how I even viewed music at that time. How I viewed rap. How I viewed fashion. How I view you can mix and match different personalities on the same record. Cause there's a lot of things that don't match on that album, yeah, and he was able to pull it off. You know what I'm saying, yeah, Jamie Foxx crack music in itself, bro. That's a beautiful song, and you really did dig deep into. We gonna get to it though. When we really dig deep into the lyrics of crack music mm-hmm. and the history and the meaning behind it, it just further shows why I'm so disappointed to this nigga, man. And it also showed you the type of mindset he had because when I say Kanye West, literally had all of good music on this album, mm-hmm. even really though, even really though. All right. Well, speaking of albums, new albums that came out, Bodega Bams dropped, Yams heard this, which is something I got to check out. Lecrae dropped The Restoration, Maluma dropped Poppy, Wancho, Vic Mensa dropped The V-Tape. I saw that. Mulatto dropped Queen of the South, and last but not least, Nasty Nas to Esco to Escobar. Now he is Nostradamus. Nas dropped King's Disease. I'm going to start it off this time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to paint a picture. I listen to Vic Mensa's album, right? Ugh. How do I describe Vic Mensa's album? It's kind of like your boy get killed. <laughs> okay. You know, it's time to handle some business, right? Mm-hmm. And your boy brings Cheddar Bob. And you're like, yo, we, 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 really, we really about to go slide on these niggas. Everybody's like, bro, what the fuck you bring this nigga out? Like, what are you bringing? You're not, you're not built for this. Nigga, why are you here? <sighs> Y'all pull out Cheddar Bob starts drilling. Catching points too. Blowing fire at the other side, right? Y'all relay, come back, whoop, whoop. And y'all looking at each other like, bro, if you're capable of that, why did you shoot yourself? <laughs> <laughs> That's what the album sound like. 
The album was good. The album was good. All all everything that I know about Vic Mensa aside, if I'm being objective and subjective, all my bias aside, it's good. Mm-hmm. He's rapping, rapping. The raps are very good. There's a lot of uh, history in those raps. There's a lot of Chicago influence in the raps. But it's Vic Mensa, bro. <sighs> so that just ruins it for you. Period. It just ruins yeah. it because, like, bro, I've been watching your career for the last, what, since 2013 when Internet came out? Mm-hmm. I'm like, bro. So the thing is, like, it's not that I have a problem with Vic Mensa. I'm just deeply disappointed because he has so much potential. Even that, it's not even I even like all the songs on internet tape, but he had so much, much potential, potential. You coming out it. of the city at that time. Yeah, uh, Vic Mensa at one point was the better rapper than Chance. Uh, in my opinion, he's always been a better rapper. I can't say that because even even the Chance projects I haven't enjoyed, uh-huh. I could find some some redeeming product with everything that. No, that, I'm saying better rapper. Okay, if okay, I was okay, rapping, okay. I ain't say better song. Mm-hmm. But it's like. All right, so one thing I thought was very interesting, and I was very surprised to hear him mention on the on the album, he admitted something that I wish a lot more of these biracial ass artists would admit uh-huh. that he was having an identity crisis because he's half black, half white, and he that's is. and that's something I don't think I talk about on the pod, but I be seeing that a lot. I be seeing a lot of these, yeah. not to quote mulatto, but these mulatto ass niggas it's, uh, go through that a- be half black, half white, and you look at certain phases in their career. And certain moves and things that they say, and they don't match. In my mind, I'm always thinking, oh, these niggas must be having like a, a uh, identity crisis. Identity crisis because of their race. Because, you know, I don't know if one side's pulling the other. You know what? That's something we need to, um, I don't know who we would ask for that to get on the pod. I don't, I don't think we. I don't know any biracial homies like that. Unless they're they hiding artists. it. Yeah, unless they're Somebody, hey, so, uh, hey, look. I know one of my niggas is biracial and they hiding it. One of y'all niggas got a white mama, dog. And we know it. And I think I have a, a inkling. Yeah, I think I have an idea who got a white mama. Oh, hey, this comes one to of the you light, niggas bro. got a white daddy. Hey, look, don't make me go through y'all niggas' profiles, bro. Just come to the light, yeah, man. Hey, don't make us try to do a three piece investiga- you investigation. You know what I'm saying? Turtles, I never seen your daddy, nigga. But let me find out that nigga white, bro. Turtles does not have a white daddy. <laughs> I'm just saying, one of y'all niggas got a white daddy. I can definitely see Turtles having a Cuban daddy, though. Yo, c- come to the light. We just want to talk to you. That's not like a threat. You that see, does. that's why I fucking yeah, Shay said that shit about me. That sounds so threatening. Yeah, always. I'm trying to be nice. Look, not to shit on a nigga, I really found out it was very interesting that he admitted on record that him being half black and half white caused a lot of like confusion and pain mm-hmm. in his life. So, you know, I, I can appreciate... He was crying on the track a little bit too. But you know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean whatever, though. I can appreciate that kind of shit. Whatever. Um, what have you heard? What do you want to paint a picture for me, though? Of... Everything I listen, uh, I only listen to one project, King's Disease. Best way I could describe. Nasty Nast, Esco to Escobar. Now he and now Stadana. Go ahead, man. The best way I can describe King Disease is: imagine go back to uh, you being eight years old, being a jit, right? Okay. Um, all you just discovered Cartoon Network, Boomerang, and shit like that. You watching Scooby Doo. Okay. So you go through all the rigor remote, or rigor remote. They set the trap. They catch this nigga. Boom, right? Okay. In this in this case, the villain is King's Disease. We catch King's Disease. We catch this nigga after he's been terrorizing, right? <laughs> okay. So we finally figured out who this nigga is. We pull the mask off King's Disease. It's Lost Tapes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and, and he would have got away with it if it wasn't for you meddling podcasters. <laughs> 
Okay. Damn. That's pretty good, man. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. QB's finest, ain't it? <laughs> QB's finest. All right. Uh, if I had to paint this Nas joint, it's on some fantasy, like fiction type shit, right? Mm-hmm. On some like uh, King Arthur and a round table type shit, right? Yo, the, the, what's it called? The Good Knights? Uh, Camelot and all that fuck Knights shit. Knights of the round table and shit. Right, right, right. On some Page Master, Harry Potter type shit, right? Mm-hmm. So kind of like how King Arthur found Excalibur and a stone, right? Mm-hmm. And when he pulled a stone, it gave him like, like gangbanging powers or some shit like that. <laughs> okay. If he became like a black piece yeah. stone or some shit like that. Ain't that what it is? King Arthur pulled the pulled the sword out. Yeah, he became a black piece stone. Started the stones. That's right. He started. He started the stones. Stone. King Arthur. Ain't changing name to Jeff Foy. Yeah. Okay. 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 Now we on the same page. Uh, I, this album song, that's the wildest thing I probably ever said in my life. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for part two, dog. Where you going to take this? That's like the wildest shit I ever said in my life, man. Uh, this album is kind of like us walking through Queens Ridge Projects with Jungle. We're doing like a tour. Jungle's giving us a tour and shit, right? Okay. And I look down. I'm like, yo, what's that, bro? What is that? Mm-hmm. Kind of looks like a chip tooth. And I pick it up. I'm like, nigga, this is a chip tooth. And then my hand becomes a fist, and that chip tooth gives me 27 summers of rap knowledge and wisdom. <laughs> Today's mathematics? Today's mathematics, how the law and the science wraps around my dome, dog, and really <laughs> elevates my god body. And I start levitating off the ground with beams shooting on my eyes. And I keep hearing this word in my ear, sincere, sincere, sincere. Godson, Godson, you are the street disciple, dog. It is written. And like the skies open up. Uh, and I really start levitating off the ground, right? Uh, that's what the album That's song what the album song likes to yeah. The return of the God body. Bro, this album, I was so surprised. Mm-hmm. I was really expecting some bullshit. It was a good album, man. Um uh the features is what surprised me the most. The people that he got on it. Mm-hmm. Um Innocent Pac. Now I'm at a point where Nine times out of ten, if you're featuring Anderson Park on your project, I'm probably listening to the track just for the feature. And nine out of ten, nine out of ten times is a hit. Uh, shout out to Dirk, man. Dirk, Dirk did his. I'm doing, doing, Dirk, doing yeah, his, Dirk did doing his fucking thing. This is the second track. I'm like, two bro, for two man, Dirk, one month, one month, bro. Two. I seen a meme that I said describes perfectly going back to that uh, Dirk um, Drake track. Dirk did on Laugh Now Cry Later. What Cardi should have, what Playboy Cardi should have did on uh, that Pain track that he did with Drake. Pain nineteen ninety three. Yeah, I'm like, damn. Hey, Dirk was doing what, what Kobe did. Mm-hmm. Oh, and um, I got a case. I got a case. So watch me perform, <laughs> watch nigga. Me perform, nigga. Watch me drop eighty points, fuck, nigga. So, you don't even remember this you, case. Am I tweaking right now, or do you think um, niggas is doing a, a five year old foreign what we was doing at a boogie about two years ago? And probably him to be I, next up. I didn't want to say it, uh, but so I'm not tweaking, right? I, yeah, I'm, I'm I don't want to say it, but because uh, hopefully, hey, New York needs a king, man. I remember niggas was priming a boogie to be the next king in New York. Apparently, he is a king to them. A boogie, we just don't know. It. We just don't know. Yeah, hey, I'm That's not why I be saying like uh, a boogie's a king out there, but I mean, I'm not out there. But it seems like five years getting more shine right now, and I like it. I like to see. I was gonna call him a young bull, but he's older than me. <laughs> <laughs> It's like when you're, uh, yeah, you break bro me, bro, but you, know, yeah. Yeah, but you the big bros. Uh, shout out to that man. Um, well, speaking of Nas, the album was 
probably the best produced album he's right. had, top to bottom. No corny shit. No <laughs> funny sounding shit. But no on, fucking... the, on the flip, I got a question to ask you. Uh-huh. So on Ultra Black, he had that line about Doja Cat being a, Ultra Black is the opposite of Doja Cat, right? Uh-huh. So Shorty's dropping a song called Nas, uh-huh. N-A-S. Some people think that it stands for niggas ain't shit. Some people think it stands for niggers and slaves. I'm going to ask you, what can Doja Cat do to reclaim her blackness in the court of public opinion after being caught in the racist-ass chat rooms? First of all, don't drop this this against the God body, against God's son, Queen's mm-hmm. original. If anything, you should uh try to collab with fucking Nas and try to refute that statement. Have him actually, have him sa- have a DJ Premier sample that opposite of black, sort of like Doja Cat bar, turn that into a hook, you hop on that, and then uh, you spit some of your most blackest, righteous, uh, righteous lyrics. Get Talib Kweli to do third verse. <laughs> hey, Talib's not. Yeah, Talib is out, bro. He's not. He's not he's doing. He's on the bench right now, man. Ah, shit. You hear about what happened, dude? Man, this nigga was on like Twitter harassing a black woman who, some shorty said like like trolled him once. He went like twelve days harassing her every day on Twitter or some shit. That's real. That's real Brooklyn level. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so he got his shit suspended. So let's get both deaf. That we get the other half of black. Shit, I would like to see like a twenty twenty version of Guilty Conscious. Like Dr. Dre, Eminem, now it's Nas, Doja Cat. Wow, I think that would be kind of hot. All right, Doja Cat, temper temper. <laughs> <laughs> don't let the niggas, say? don't let white boys call you a nigger. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, this is. I think this is a step in the wrong direction for Doja Cat. For real, keep that diss to yourself, um, Mr. Queens. Did you fuck with Khalees? With the big I dubbed that. Man. Let's move on. Transition. Let's move on. Pre gaming. Pre gaming. Bird talk. Before we get to the bird talk, take one. Do a little something. Just a little, little, little tidbit. A little uh-huh. breadcrumb for these birds. Pay her classes, you bitch ass nigga. Uh huh. And that comes straight from Reezy Ree. Shout out to Reezy. Shout out to Big Reezy. Oh, yeah. you talking about- Shout out to Big Reezy. Mm-hmm. Pay her classes, you fuck nigga. It's a little triggering, but... This is... <laughs> this is a callback to last week, our last bird talk, with some peasy-ass nigga stop a young black queen, a young black artsy socialite in Atlanta from starting an OnlyFans account because Shorty's trying to pay for her school. But he ain't offered to pay for the school. Mm-hmm. So now what? Now Shorty what? She got her dignity intact, but now she got no bread? Reezy says some real hurtful, like, I was talking to her about the podcast, and then she said some shit that sort of hurt my feelings. I'm listening. Shorty said, niggas is quick to offer up nothing but words. <laughs> whoa! That's us! Let's relax. I was like, hey, I, I was like, let's damn. stop that. I got, it got real quiet. Hey, I got, I, I could one up you one. What up? Uh, shout out to the good man aside. Shout out to aside. He had quoted something mm-hmm. I saw. I was like, I think like, it's aside, dog. Aside, yeah. man. I call him a Asai. nigga. I went to school with the nigga. I'm gonna call him aside. I'm gonna call him a Craig and call him. <laughs> <laughs> call Craig and call him aside. I'm gonna call the nigga aside too. Uh, this nigga aside quoted something that said like top seven jobs that whole ass niggas have. Number one, host a podcast. Oh. I was like, what the fuck is that about? <laughs> it was like athlete, uh, in the medical field, uh, a trainer. Like, what the fuck, man? My podcast got to be first, bro. Two, 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 uh, two out of the list. I'm saying, yeah. That's what I told Shorty. Like, I served pills before. Does that, does that mean yeah, I'm working in the medical field? Like, what the fuck? But anyway, <sighs> take one. 
Bird Talk. Fetty Wap. Uh-huh. Fetty Wap's ex-wife wants the engagement ring returned or its value in cash. Fetty, wait, you say that again? Fetty, Fetty Wap's ex-wife wants the engagement ring returned or its value in cash. Fe- she proposed to... I don't remember. Did she propose to Fetty? Nah, no. Nah. So I'm, I'm going to read this to you. After a quick marriage bop, Shorty filed for a divorce after like a few months of marriage or some shit, right? Uh-huh. Shorty wants Fetty Wap to return the engagement ring he gave her or pay the $60,000 that it's worth to her. Saying that under the law, it's called a gift in contemption of marriage. And since she said, I do, she's demanding the ring or the money. Fetty Wap says he copped the ring off consignment and never officially owned it because he never finished the payments. My nigga. So once the marriage got nullified... Yeah. He just went back to the jeweler, gave him the ring back. Gave him the ring back. And yeah, so, what's, so, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, you sure you want the ring so bad? Go finish the papers. <laughs> <laughs> I did a, I did a twenty four month paper plan. <laughs> well, what's the thought process on that? What you think? Um, I always felt like if uh, if you if you split up with an engagement and shit like that, I never understood why Shorty's wanted to keep the ring because it's money. I I, I guess I guess because his money is value. I wouldn't. It wasn't. Uh, Personally, I wouldn't stress out over it if I was Fetty. It just seems like another thing. Now she getting the, the the law involved, right? Yeah, there's nothing I could do about it. It's on consignment. Like if uh, if I gave you a car and I'm making payments on the car, and somebody could repos the car, would you fight for it? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. That's too no, I'm much. saying, would you fight Shorty for? Or you just let her have it. I let her have it, bro. For real? Right now, um, especially because like like divorce. Sixty k. Sixty k, bro. I let her have it, man. Why? I just charge it to the game. I, to me, my peace of mind is worth a lot more than sixty k, and especially if this is a divorce and not a breakup, he'll be he'll twenty twenty coming yeah. up. Okay, um, especially if this is this is this is not a like. Let's say we got engaged and then um, we split up before the engagement. I mm-hmm. want the ring back, but if even though they had a short marriage, I know how lawyers set this up, man. A lawyer's job is not a lawyer's job when it comes to the divorce is to annoy the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. And Pikachu, 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 Pikachu. Yeah. So I'm not gonna let the 60k ring. Like I'm like, oh, Yo, you want the ring so bad? Here, here's here's the jeweler. Uh, here's my uh, contract information. Yeah, yeah, it's all yours. Like I'm not gonna let you fuck up what I got going on with my new bitch anyway. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm not gonna let you find out about my new bitch. Anyway. <laughs> so yeah, more importantly, hey man, that was a quick quick take. Man, that was mm-hmm. good. Yeah, grand open, grand closing. That was a good. I feel the same way. Uh, yeah, man, for peace of mind, whatever. I'll tell you exactly which uh, which pawn shop I got this shit from. Go ahead and get it. You got to take two? Uh, yeah, it's a it's a sort of a two-parter. It's back to the uh, Meg Thee Stallion Tory Lane situation. Um, from what I've seen when Meg was talking about it on live, niggas was arguing, and then a fit of rage, Tory Lane's, when uh, Meg got out the car, Tory Lane's reached out the car with the blicky, fired a couple shots at Shorty. Crazy, crazy ass shit. Crazy. And when the whole, um, when Five O got involved and all this shit was going down, even during the whole situation, Meg didn't give up Tory Lanes because she was afraid for her safety when dealing because of the circumstance and dealing with the police. Right. She rather eat this up than have Tory Lanes dragged anywhere by the police because anything could happen. Right. And in my head, I'm thinking to myself, like, yo, the burden of a black woman because I wouldn't like. My mind can't even think That's, of a way to think to think of someone like you feel me like bro you shoot me it's a K. 
simple and plain, bro. It's okay. Like whether it be by me or by the police, dog, mm. it's okay. All right. So I'm saying all that to say this: Has there ever been a shorty on the line who sacrificed a lot more than you deserved, and you knew it? Every shorty. <laughs> Every single shorty, bro. Can you, can you tell me of a situation like where you saw shorty literally just doing way too much? And like, 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 man, I'm not talking about like giving out of a kind heart. I'm talking about shorty literally making a sacrifice for you, and you didn't even appreciate it. You just kept it fucking moving. Ah, right, man, fuck. <laughs> uh, Mind you, these are old tales. These are these are these are not current dirtbag tales. Nah, yeah, no, this one's gonna be painfully obvious as old. Let's go back to senior year of high school. Uh huh. I'm with. My first love, I'm in a scenario where I didn't cheat with my heart, but one could insinuate that I cheated with my body. Mm -hmm. But the cheat with my body wasn't as bad as what I would consider cheating. Mm -hmm. But because I lied to try to cover it up, it exacerbated. Is that the word? (laughs) Exacerbated? Exaggerated. It turned this whole situation into a super high public. That went on for months. And in this, probably, what, four or five months, I mean, lying to lie to lie to lie to it got to the point where her friends knew that I was lying because their boyfriends. So, all right, so I'm dating Shorty. Mm-hmm. Her two best friends are dating my boys. Mm-hmm. So it's three couples. One of the Shorties gets the information from one of my boys. I wasn't even tripping off that. I started tripping when Shorty started tripping on me. I'm like, hey, bro. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, get, <laughs> hey, hey man, get your bitch because she fucking what I got going Cause she, on. Because she will get got. And mind you, my, the, the other two niggas are way dirtier than I was. Uh-huh. I ain't say shit. You ain't make it hot. I never made it hot. I'm just trying to get, you know, trying to create some distance between you and this situation. It. Yeah, that's it. I got you. Shorty was making it hot. Mind you, she was white. She was the only white person in this whole three three couples. And she was making it hot. Talking about, no, she, you don't deserve the, you know, white people getting in a nigga's business and shit. Sure, it has nothing to do with you. Just mind your fucking business, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it got to the point, I remember this one time, like, um, Shorty was sad because they went to like a, like bowling or some shit. She didn't get invited. And then like the other friend felt guilty, so they called her. And then they started saying some shit like, oh, that's why Yas is at home, like taunting her some shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, you know what? Y'all two goofy ass bitches. Y'all should probably check y'all motherfucking boyfriends. Y'all yeah, gonna check talk y'all shit. niggas since y'all yeah. talk shit. And since Shorty had a pink razor phone, clamshell nigga clammed it on him. This is like Friday, Saturday night. Turn up Monday, Monday morning. Uh-huh. They both had broke up because both Shorties found out that niggas are cheating on. Yeah, niggas blame me. Well, they should have got their Shorties to begin with. Should have checked your bitch, bro. Shorty pull my hand now. You going? And it's kind of like this uh this toy lane situation, bro. I'm shot, right? Mm-hmm. Niggas is slandering me, right? Mm-hmm. But y'all just, y'all staying quiet. So, so say something, bro. Say something. Yeah. Like, yo, chill. Yada, yada, yeah, yada, check yada, the situation. Check nah. But since you didn't... I had to check it. Y'all both lost our Res- bitches, right? Respected to check it. So niggas was like, on some old twat turn against us, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, turn against y'all? What was y'all niggas? That. You know, it ain't no talking out of beef, nigga. If we beefing, <laughs> we beefing. So that beef turned into, uh, I'm a senior at the time. The girl I'm dating is a junior at the time. Mm-hmm. And everybody, I'm the only senior in the situation. Everybody else is juniors. The majority of the junior boys in that class had beef with. And <laughs> one of the culminations was I got into a series of fights and altercations. <laughs> yeah, I remember. The assistant principal told me if I got in one more fight, I wasn't going to be able to walk. 
I almost got into it with this one kid. Instead of rocking his jaw, I swung, hit the wall, mm-hmm. broke my hand, and I twice walk around with a broken hand. Even twice better. food. Even, twice yeah. food now. I remember this one time, um, I'm at Shorty's locker, whatever, right? I turn around, and it's like 60% of all the junior boys. <laughs> that you beefing with. Yeah, beefing with. It's like 40 niggas in the hallway. And this is one of the first times and one of the few times I was like, oh, shit. I might not make it out this way. <laughs> I may have been off a bit more than I could do. <laughs> when I hop, well, being a hot boy go wrong, bro. Yeah. I'm over here. I'm left-handed at that. So my left hand is bound up in a cast. I got shorty over here. Little light-skinned Jamaican, Canadian shorty. Looking at me. I'm looking at all these niggas. And I see bad knuckles cracking. <laughs> Yeah, we about to fuck this thing up. <laughs> I see about like, yo, as long as I'm gonna hit my shorty dog, y'all, cause I don't mind fucking, uh, what, at that time, I don't mind 72 Nike SB dunks stopping be- the nigga be- out, be- Beating my ass down and shit, right? But fortunately, my niggas, um, my, some of my niggas came through the few situation, blah, 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 blah. And then, it was, that's just one situation where her friends all, all like, her little squad, mm-hmm. shorties was talking shit about her. I don't even know how you let this nigga dog you like this. How you not see this nigga's lying? Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, maybe if he, even if he is lying, he's trying to do better, which I was. I was being a better, a way better boyfriend. And she's like, well, I love him. Like, bitch, he's dumb for loving this nigga. And she's Why like, bitches? Oh, my God. Uh-huh. <laughs> this shit be <getting> bad, <laughs> dog. Like, that will be done, man. Yeah, man. She's happy she with happy me. She's happy with me. Damn, she's being happy. And you know, you know, the part that always annoyed me, everybody saw that I was trying to be better. But the fact that I'm who I am, I wouldn't let people yeah. see that. Yeah, bro. Fuck that. Because we beefing, every time I see you, it was beef. Mm-hmm. But people could see that me and her relationship was better because I'm treating her better. Mm-hmm. And then... By the end of the year, all her friends, like, ostracized her. She had to go to a different school for her senior year. And um, basically, what you just said, like, she had to put up a whole bunch of shit for a nigga that's not even worth it. Amen. <laughs> dirty, dog. Um, for myself, that's dirty, dog. That's funny, dog. <sighs> to be young. To be young again. <laughs> Never again, um, bro. I'll probably, I'll, you couldn't I'll, pay I'll, me to go back to being a teenager, man. I had the uh, uh, the the emotional incapacity, I should say. Mm-hmm. So I could have done it again. But um, actually, speaking of emotional emotional incapacity, my situation a little bit later after that, probably I want to I want to say this was after ADT, so I was fresh off twenty one. I just got fired from ADT, and then and and what wouldn't be the first time? Uh, my I went on a stint of of being unemployed. Yeah, a nigga could not find a job for the longest. A nigga could not keep a job either. After eighty two. No, no, I, I could, I could after eighty two. I'm just saying, that stretch of life, bro. I don't know what the fuck was going yeah. on. Yeah, man, but it's express for two two days. Uh. Yeah, fuck these niggas, dog. These niggas had me in the back, bro. Like I'm some sort of slave. Fuck express, dog. Yeah, put me on the front. Yeah, yeah, put me in the front with the bitches, dog. That's literally what I said. I said, yo, man, do you have a preference? Like do you have a preference? Yeah, the yeah, hoes. Yeah, I wouldn't be with the bitches, man. I wouldn't be with the hoes. Oh, these yeah. niggas got me in the back stocking, nigga. What the fuck? You bitches can't see me get fly stocking shit. Anyways. 
This shit gotta be heated, dog. Second day there, these niggas put me in the back again. All these, man. That's not what the story's about. So, boom. A nigga's unemployed for the longest, man. Like, G shit, like six, seven months. The only reason I'm alive is due to the love of my mother and the bitches that I keep around me. Mm-hmm. They, they're the only thing that's keeping me afloat. Indeed. So, while all this is going on, a I'm going. A lot of pizzas through the mail. A lot of pizzas through the mail, dog. Like, so all this shit's going on. Like, hey, baby, I got you on three way with Pizza Hut. <laughs> yeah, call right. these niggas, give them a credit card yeah. information. <laughs> So, um, I literally, I'm trying to figure out, like, yo, why can't I get a job? I don't know. So. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Talking about Clark Shorty? You said what? Clark Bay? Chill out. No, no that's not what the story is about. Oh, okay. This story is about here, actually. So, um, okay. due to a shorty I was dealing with at the time, due to her, her big heart, I was telling her how much I miss my nigga and how I know if I can see my nigga again, I know I can bounce back. <laughs> Talk to me like you talk about me like I'm your son, nigga. <laughs> I just want to see my son again. So, Shorty pays for me to come to Atlanta to see my nigga. I spend a week, no, I spent two weeks out here mm-hmm. having a time Ooh, of my life. 20, yeah, yeah, 2012. Yeah, having a time of my life. Almost winner. Almost winner. Indeed. Getting real jiggy doing my thing. Um, and, the, uh, and, and me uh, doing my thing, I almost get a Shorty pregnant out here. I don't have any money. Uh-huh. I don't have I can't turn to my mother for this. I can't turn to my dog for this because my dog was working, but I think these was the minimum wage days. So yeah, it's not Yeah, my my e boy was many very minimal. Yeah. But. So me and Shorty decided like, yo, we're gonna do that. We're gonna go we're gonna go down Abbey Lane. We're gonna get an Abbey. Going down Abbey Road. You going down Abbey Road. I don't got no money for Abbey. We're gonna get this money for Abbey. So They don't do payment plans for Abbey for, for Abbey. Nah, you can't finance the Abbey, dog. Yo sure? So and this is like, I, I fat ass is formula. Why can't I fat ass is a bullshit, dog? <laughs> I can't get a two year agreement with this abortion. <laughs> Check my credit again, man. <laughs> Run the numbers yeah, again, bro. Right. I can't put this abortion on my ATT plan. What's up, man? Fuck, man? Shit. I'm good for it. I'm 19 years old, bro. I can't do this. So, in a fit of desperation, and a fit of me not even giving a fuck who I hurt because. You know, extra selfish and shit. The shorty who funded the trip for me because she loved me to come out here, I hit her up. And instead of lying to her, uh, me being the wait, 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 You hit up who I think you're talking about. You hit shorty up to pay for Abby for another girl. And I ain't know. Keep game. <laughs> Damn the address, nigga. Go ahead, bro. The poster boy for black sociopaths. Go ahead, man. I explained to her the gravity of the situation. And I also explained to her that I am ready to settle down. But I can't settle down with you if I'm about to have a jit with this bird. <sighs> Jesus Christ. What the f- so, Shorty being so infatuated with me and a fucking idiot says, damn, she sees the gravity of the situation, agrees to finance said Abby, as long as I give her my word, this is the last of it, and we're going to be an exclusive thing. Uh-huh. So, shout out to Walmart to Walmart. Shout out to Walmart to Walmart. Shout out to Walter. Yeah. Shorty sent me the bread. Um, shout out to Walter Martin. Yeah, shout out to, shout out to Walter Martin. Shorty sent me the bread. But it ended up being for not because Shorty ended up getting her mysterious P. 
So she got a period. Shorty was not pregnant. And I'm now you up. <laughs> Shorty got her cycle. Now you up. Finesse of the decade, bro. Damn, when being a hop would go right, huh? Yeah, it was right. Oh fuck, nigga, man. And we, I didn't even wait for Shorty afterwards. I was still fuck going nigga, through my shit. But yeah. Um, Damn, that's the hat trick. Shorty got her cycle. You up. And you even back. You even uh, give Shorty a title. Yeah. Actually... Um, that was around. That was a that was a situation that split us up the first time. But it before. wouldn't be the last. It wouldn't be the last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoutouts. But yo, mind you, when y'all listen to the story, remember that story happened at least eight years ago. I was on a different wavelength back then. Yeah, for sure. Eight years ago, there's a lot to a nigga, right? For sure. Uh, <laughs> I was pre-suicidal or post-suicidal. Hey, <laughs> going on, Chief Keith. Um. So show someone on social media to show everybody has a flamethrower saying that we back. Oh, come on. And I'm going to ask you, where was Sosa and where is he coming back from? <laughs> and how is the hood going to change if niggas get their hands on a flamethrower? Was it the new Tesla flamethrowers? I don't know. I couldn't tell you, bro. I couldn't tell you if it was a Model T flamethrower. I don't know if a bitch got spokes on it. I do know. I started thinking, like, if niggas get a flamethrower, mm-hmm. you know, their nicknames is coming. Yeah. I got the fizzy. <laughs> I got the flopper. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Pull up, flopper. <laughs> put a flamethrower, nigga. The last thing I need is niggas in the hood with flamethrowers. I thought Bro, when, uh, when I say number nine put out the bazooka. That's the last thing the hood needs is niggas, niggas with flamethrowers, man. What you think gonna happen, man? Um, <laughs> or some real hot boy shit. Hopefully this <clears> is some good news because seeing Chief Keith with a flamethrower lets me know that A, he either got all his legal situations in order... <laughs> I don't think you need a permit for a flamethrower though. I mean, you need you gotta have some form of ID to get a flamethrower. Hey man, though. look, I like I got the forty, I got my nine milli, right? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to see like if I get the flopper, that come in different degrees. Cause I definitely need a four hundred degree flamethrower. The last thing I need is a nigga to pop the truck and pull out a flizzy dog. <laughs> A big flizzy dog with the extra canister. My man come out with the shotgun version. Oh my the seven hundred degree. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot a flame ball. Shoot a flame ball at your ass, dog. <laughs> For what? Yeah, man. Shorty's over here sneaking two hundred degree flizzies in their purse. Oh my god, a little mini, a, a little, little, a, little a little mini flamer. Little Susie. What was Shorty's name from Fantastic Four? Uh, Susie Storm? A Sue Storm. Sue Storm, a little Sue Storm on uh, her. A little Sue Storm on her, yeah, dog. Man. A little 200 degree joint right here. It's, it's nothing. Yeah. Well, I really light up your whole fucking day. You say, police come, I got to toss Shorty the Johnny, the, <laughs> uh, the Johnny Storm. Yeah, don't hold it by the handle and, and get hot. <laughs> police look at me. Excuse me, sir. Do you know you have an 800 degree flamethrower on you? What? Yeah, that's that's 15 to 20. Go on, go on, lay it on the ground. Oh, what if uh, police start carrying my flamethrower? Me, uh, police issued uh, flamethrowers? <laughs> police issue? <laughs> the standard? Instead of bulletproof vest, niggas walk around with the flame retardant. Yeah, flame retardant joint. The big mass joints? Yeah. Niggas yeah. walk around looking like firefighters and shit. The yeah. last thing I, bro, the last thing I need is the block really to be hot, dog. What if black people start beefing with firefighters? That's some, like, red lights matter shit or some shit. Uh, that's a beef I don't need, dog. If there's a, a form of uh, law enforcement I respect, it is the firefighters. Fire law? Next thing you know, niggas is going to have a, 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 it's a thin red line. Instead of, like, national security, it's like Fire Marshal. <laughs> Martin Lawrence in his new movie, Fire Marshal. I will watch Fire Marshals <laughs> this summer. <laughs> I Normally, I would dismiss Florida slander because I don't describe to it. A lot of shit gets amplified because, you know, niggas be hating. 
because we got the juiciest fruit. We got the biggest oranges and shit. We got Cuban women walking butt naked down Collins and shit. You feel me? Ocean Drive and all that. Niggas be riding 32 inches on box Chevys and shit. You feel me? Niggas is jealous. Florida made me who I am, so be grateful. Mm -hmm. But this next one kind of makes me want to reconsider. So I'm going to read this headline to you. 750 million genetically engineered mosquitoes will be released in Florida. Yeah, I saw that in the keys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Scientists have approved to release 750 million genetically engineered mosquitoes in the Florida Keys in an effort to decrease the natural mosquito population. Mosquitoes have been bred with a self-limiting gene, meaning that when they breed with a female mosquito, their offspring won't survive. And apparently, female mosquitoes are the only ones that bite bite and shit, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts on releasing 700 million mosquitoes anyway? I mean, it sounds good. It's, that sounds great to you? It's, it's, it sounds, it sounds like a fucking nightmare to me. It's, it's not the first time we fucked around with genetically modified shit. I'm just thinking, like, how do we know this shit work? We in the middle of fucking hurricane season in Florida. Take one good swarm of wind, mm-hmm. blow these keys mosquitoes all the way to fucking the Chattahoochee somewhere, dog. What if... They fucked around, grabbed the wrong box, and let off 700 million female mosquitoes, and then, like, these... Mosquitoes are genetically engineered, and for whatever reason, they were lesbians. <laughs> so these lesbian mosquitoes are fucking these these other mosquitoes, and they they come out with like some a, a angry super, a super mosquito. A super mosquito is really biting the shit out of everybody. Like you really feel the fucking bite, <laughs> like yeah. No, it's actual teeth, not all the little. Like it's really biting the shit. That little needle shit, like they biting you and shit. <laughs> the last thing we the mosquito need. bites. That's the last thing we fucking need, man. This is scary, dog. Uh huh. Releasing these motherfuckers into a while. We don't know. Um, a lot of things eat mosquitoes, dog. And a lot of things we eat, eat the things that eat mosquitoes and shit Facts. like that. So, this is just... How's that trickle now? Yeah, this is going to be wild. This is going to be wild. <coughs> because, you know, from the fish that we eat, that eat mosquito eggs and shit like that, to all these fucking birds and shit like that, that eat mosquitoes and shit. Like, where is what this going to... What's it going to do to these niggas? So, I'm going to ask you, how do motherfuckers think that... The government didn't manufacture crack. If these motherfuckers are manufacturing 750 million genetically altered mosquitoes, how you going to look me in my eye and tell me that the government didn't manufacture crack cocaine? I'm hoping nobody really, uh, really believes, like, doesn't believe like that's not true. Like, so let's talk about it. Let's talk about how crack cocaine disassembled the black community and why. Yeah, um, Actually, let's do it this way. Mm-hmm. Hello, hello. Town hall meeting has started. I'm here with my colleague, Dr. Jebediah Spissinger. It's spelled like Spice Nigger, but uses pronounced Spissinger. Thank you, Dr. Spissinger, for the explanation. He is a leader in colloquialisms and tropaholics. So please, Dr. Spissinger, Spice Niggers. Well, what's he? Spissinger. Dr. Jebediah Spissinger, can you please tell us why the government corrupted the black community with manufacturing crack cocaine? this thing on (laughs) Um, crack cocaine was directly used to destabilize decommission and destroy the entire black community the readily available the the ready availability of it the price point of it compared to other drugs at the time the the addiction the hunger that it created in the community the money that it created the jealousy the greed the envy and then the legalities or the illegalities that we apply to it. So we put this in the black community, but we also 
tripled the amount of time you get for having it in the black community. But Dr. Spessinger, <clears throat> in 2007, I read uh, your article in the newest scientific journal. Mm-hmm. I want to say it was published in April of that year. Uh-huh. And you wrote an interesting piece on the album Killer Season yes. by Cameron Giles. Mm-hmm. And some could say that you're a full support of crack cocaine in the black community. Can you speak on that? Um, at the end of every storm, there's normally a rainbow. I believe uh, Papu said it. You got to take the bitter with the sweet like lemon and lime. In this situation, even though it ruined the black community, the the seeds that were planted due to crack cocaine, whether in the form of creativity, whether in the form of art, shout out to Basquiat, shout out to Keith Haring, whether in the form of music, any of your fucking favorite rappers. You see, uh, I don't mean to put you on the spot, brother, mm-hmm. but I'm hearing some hypocrisies in what you're saying. Because if I remember, because we graduated from Howard University in the class of 2009, did we correct, brother? Yes. And I do remember you asking, you demanding and requesting mm-hmm. That when you walk walked across the stage, that you walk across the stage to Cameron's bubble music. Yeah. Because you wanted everybody to know that you're a cocaine cowboy. That's not what I said. That's exactly what you said in your dissertation. Can you speak to that, brother? And further elaborate on how crack cocaine disrupted the black community. First of all, I wanted to show the disparity between... The, uh, the legal system and the charges that black men get when pu- when in possession of crack cocaine. Speaking of charges, um, officer, Detective Johnson, this nigga's right here. Go get this nigga. Watch this. Now, one of these days, for real, we're really going to talk, talk about, about crack cocaine. Okay. Okay. I'm saying, I beat a crack charge. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, last, the oops, that's racist tour 2020. Okay. Wisconsin police have shot Jacob Blake in his back as he tried to get into his car in front of his kids at point blank rage yesterday. So, um, I don't know if you have seen it on social yeah, media, but I've seen a number of videos of naked white boys high on methamphetamines and they didn't shoot him. So I'm going to ask you. Why did the police shoot this black man in his back? Because he wouldn't comply, I'm assuming they would say. Because I can't, they can't say they weren't, they can't say they weren't fit for their lives. They can't say, this nigga's walking away to check on his kids in the car. I, I can't fathom the excuse they'll say. And on top of that, he was just seen breaking up a fight. Yeah, between his daughter and some other shorty. Right. So this man is trying to keep the peace in his community. Mm-hmm. A known father and these two white officers with their weapons drawn follow this black man to the driver's side of their car or his car to check on his children. And they fired seven shots into his back. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm sure they're going to be like, oops, that was racist. Mm. Fortunately, Jacob's still alive. We pray that Jacob will sue the whole motherfucking town yes. for every penny they got. I hope that nigga lives in the fucking ma- uh, the mayor's mansion. Um, I hope those two cops get what's coming to them. You feel me? Uh, I'm so, I'm on some real shit. Like, for every cop that's putting up bullshit, I hope they blue life you too, dog. For real, you feel man. what I'm saying? This shit is... Like, what goes around comes around. This shit is goofy as fuck, man. I'm watching this video and I'm like, yo, what warrants this, man? 
Yeah. And I see a lot of motherfuckers, uh, you know, you know the type. They avy, they sitting in their car, got the little Oakley shades on with some stupid ass hat, probably Tennessee or some shit. Mm-hmm. White motherfucker talking about, well, if he would have just stopped and laid on the ground and acted like a dog and being subservient, he would have been alive. You know You're what? not even under arrest. That's one. Two, that's not how you detain anybody or subdue yeah. anybody. Shooting the, somebody seven times in the back is not how you shirt. restrain somebody. While we're literally pulling our homie's shirt. And two, even if he was being violent, shooting somebody seven times in the back is not the response for that. What I saw when I'm watching this video was one of these pussy-ass little white boys, man, who probably got bullied throughout high school. Who finally got a taste of an, of of being an authoritative figure, becoming an officer, and seeing that the badge that he had and the weapon that he had didn't put no fear into the heart of this black man. So he didn't know what to do with himself. He's thinking like, "Yo, you don't respect me. That why aren't you listening you know, why aren't to you me? Listening? Why aren't you respecting me? Do you why not see aren't you listening to I'm me? I'm important." And in a fit of rage, he lost himself and he tried to kill this black man because he wouldn't listen to him. Well, guess what? Uh, you was a bitch before you joined the police academy, and you still you just now a bitch with a badge and a gun. Bro, I hope you get to us, and we all know it. And I hope you get what's coming to you, bro. Uh, going on from that, Roger Goodell. If you don't know, he is a commissioner of the NFL, and he says he regrets not listening to Colin Kaepernick earlier. Oops, that was racist. His quote: "Well, the first thing I'd say is I wish I listened to." Uh, I, <clears throat> he says, well, the first thing I'd say is I wish we had listened earlier. Cap to what you were kneeling about and what you're trying to bring attention to. So I'm going to ask you, how the fuck did he not know what the fuck he was kneeling for? You know, seeing how he wasn't the only one kneeling and you see Black Lives Matter training every other motherfucking day. He knew, but it's that uh, with the recurring theme. It's this privilege shit. Y'all going? I didn't through, know it was this bad. I didn't know it was this bad. I didn't know. Y'all I don't. Gonna, you didn't know, nigga. You don't watch CNN. You don't mm. watch Fox News. You don't watch uh, MSNBC. But you know name? you can't trust them. Oh, I thought it was a performative art. Oh my oh. god! How many bodies, nigga? Bro. You ain't know one of them, bro. You ain't know from Tamir, Trayvon, Mike Brown, Philando. Nobody? Nobody. Not one of them? Sandra Bland? You ain't hear one of them? Nobody. Freddie Gray? Nobody? Mm. Even going to Sean Bell? Nobody? To the point... Um, not one person? Not. You were trying to establish fines? From, Shit, even from, going back to the 90s. Diallo? Bro. In New York, bro? Your old ass, you ain't hearing one motherfucking... You just don't know. And you know what my favorite part is? But I bet you've seen every episode of Friends, right? Bro. Huh? It, How I Met Your Mother, right? What I'm trying to figure out is... When it came to the kneeling thing, there shouldn't have been no miscommunication. Because if there's one thing Cap is, it's articulate. And he stated time and time again what this is about. So, my only question to Roger Goodell is, removing Colin Kaepernick from the situation, why aren't you kneeling? Why aren't you seeing that the majority... Of the reason why people even watch football. Because they're black athletes. Mm. You take black people out of sports. There are no sports. Mm. Point blank period. That's it. That's the end of the conversation. 
You take black people out of sports, there are no sports. That's the truth. And how come you ain't kneeling? How do you not how you not move to do anything? All that motherfucking money you got, it's because of black people. Yeah. But you don't feel nothing is going on with nobody, right? And I always bring it back to us just to show the similarities and the differences. Running Triz, somehow we have a large female fan base. <laughs> and what we do with that? Damn, Prince. Damn, you talking about some bitches, Prince get mad. <laughs> Don't touch my bitch, dog. Uh, that was a little inappropriate to say at that time, but let me bring it back. Running Triz, somehow we have a substantial female fan base. Mm-hmm. Do we misuse that try to get in bitches DMs and try to get one over on them and all that other shit no we make it our duty maybe this nigga does but not myself (laughs) we make it our duty to each and every episode to make an effort to make a difference in at least one woman's life from the male listeners that listen why because we are not able to do what we do if it wasn't for the women that listen to us so we try and make it a better place for y'all and because it's what a good person does. All these white multimillionaires that make the majority of their income and the inheritance that their little white babies will be getting is off the blood, sweat, and tears of black people. Yet, I'm not seeing the kneeling. I'm not seeing the ad placements for protesting or demanding equality, or just a simple, hey, let's not kill black people when they don't need to die over some simple shit. My nigga, I don't deserve to die for jaywalking. Bro. Guess what? Simple and plain, nigga. I don't know how many times I gotta say the same motherfucking thing. But, as always, we'll be here to let you know when these motherfuckers are getting out of line. And we'll always remind you when these motherfuckers are getting out of line. We're not asking you to do it for black people. We're asking you to do it for Americans. These project buildings, these Section 8 apartments, these low-income housing, these orphanages full of black kids, that's America too. That's it. That's all I got to say about that. That's America too. I let y'all figure out the rest. Y'all big boys and girls. And lastly, Patty Dukes from Hot 97. He is a um like a senior radio host, like radio exec, whoops, radio exec at Hot 97. Mm-hmm. And he was fired today. His, his real name is Pas Pascal Rucci. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna read it to you as as I read it. Following the release of HBO's documentary. Storm Over Brooklyn by Yusef Hawkins. It was, quote unquote, found out that Rushi was accused of being amongst the mob of black of the mob of white men responsible for his murder. That happened in 1989, I want to say. Yeah. Yusef and three of his niggas were in the Benson Hearst neighborhood in Brooklyn looking for a used car for nine hundred dollars to buy. There was a party in that neighborhood being thrown by a white girl who the neighborhood were suspicious of fucking with a nigga, right? Mm-hmm. So because of all these little racist-ass white boys were upset that this shorty 
that fucks with a nigga throwing a party. They see three niggas walking around. They think they're going to that party. They ca- they create a mob and attack them. Uh-huh. Shots went off. Yusef got hit twice. Died at the hospital, right? Uh-huh. Patty Duke confessed and was convicted on lesser charges. He wasn't convicted of the manslaughter, second-degree murder, uh-huh. but he admitted that but he was there, a, he was, he was there and a part of it. And for the last... Since 1994, mm-hmm. he's been working on Hot 97. And Hot 97 is what? Yeah, a, 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 a black hip-hop station, man. Right. So how is a white racist who's a part of a, a, mob, a lynch mob in the 80s who killed a black man? Let me rephrase that. How is a white man who was a part of a lynch mob that killed a 16-year-old black kid working for the biggest hip-hop radio station in New York and nobody knew about it. And now he's just getting fired because it's in a documentary. How does that happen? Because niggas wasn't doing the research. Niggas wasn't knowing what to check for. And you think they didn't know? I think they didn't know. I, I wouldn't know to look for it, like, for real. And then we don't know how Patty is um, amongst these. You know, we, we, we know the type, man. People who know how to be chameleons around black people and around the black culture to the point, like, yeah, you really get it. Like, you respect these people. You really get it. But behind closed doors, they the biggest racist ever, dog. Like, I hate black people and shit like that, man. So I'm not surprised. Like, I'm not surprised. I don't think, um, I think they handle it accordingly. Especially after, as soon as the information came to light, fire this motherfucker for this evils that he did. I'm all for it. I just think he hit it real well. Because there's no, it's Hot 97, man. Too there's many, no right answer. Yeah, there's too many people who's been murdered. Right in front of the <laughs> right, fucking right, right of Hot 97. So, uh, I think he kept this well under wraps. There's no right answer to this. I'm going to reserve my uh, my answer for this for right now. I just want the good folks to listen to this and think about that. Think about if this Patty Duke white man who's a part of this racist mob lynching in the 80s. Who else? At these record labels. At these production companies, at these radio stations, at these movie studios that center around black people. That's supposed to service black people. That's for black culture, rap culture. Who else? That's all I think. I want everybody to think about that. Who else? Because he ain't the only one. Anyway, transition. Episode 81, Hot Boys, Bankroll Freshers version, RIP. All right, we're only going to do the question part. I don't want to do the lyrics. Yeah. All right, before we start, what is the quickest way for things to get too hot for a hot boy? Stop. I want to say, like, uh, what we've been saying, not knowing when to quit, but I, I can't even say that. So I'm just going to say the quickest way things can get too hot for a hot boy when, you, when you're dealing with unforeseen circumstances, when you're dealing with unplanned things, when you think you got everything planned. And then there's that fucking uh, anomaly that you didn't that see. That wild coming, card. That wild card. Yeah. That's the quickest way because I can't say yeah. not knowing them quick because sometimes hot boys get bagged off the first jokes. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. 
Ah, yeah. Man, that wild card, boy. Mm-hmm. That wild card turned a like, hot boy into a boy, boy, real quick, man. Uh, like, I, like, like, imagine, um, you know, you you in the middle of a jukes, and then your homeboy passes you a little high point nine millimeter, but he doesn't let you know that the clip is broken. So after you fire one shot, the that clip falls fall out. out. <laughs> the clip falls right fucking out. Yeah, yeah. So you looking like a goofy with your clip in the middle of the shit. Hey, hey, shot. <laughs> Yeah, that out. <laughs> Shout out to that man. Yeah. Um, other situation, uh, not myself, but I've heard of situations where niggas will pull their little stunt, hit a stain, try to uh, get out of that, and then police is there. Oh my fucking god! Or you run into police? That's what I'm saying. They literally, oh yeah, they was there in the vicinity. Run into police. <laughs> you feel me? Uh, I'm not gonna say my man's name, but I know someone that got shot twice in the same year. Mm, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Both uh, times was his fault, though. You could say that, but yeah. even then, like yeah. that's bro. I don't Man. care what I'm doing. Yeah, I get no, shot twice in the same year. It's just a little too side. high. It's still a little too high for me. Um, but even outside of street shit, you could um, let's say that you're at your job. You know, the the boss ain't here, so I'm gonna take a little hour forty five lunch instead. I'm gonna do a little two hour. You know, I'm a senior, yada yada yada. I ain't handle shit anyway. Mm-hmm. As soon as you come back, regional manager's there. And you're like, whoa, what y'all niggas doing here? Hmm. Hey Mr. Fatil, could you mind coming to back? We have a a quick evaluation on what you got going on. As you standing there with a handful of uh Chick-fil-A sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Well, let's say uh, um, your old executive director at your job was, wasn't doing cutting the mustard, so she got fired, and they hired a new executive director. And everything is all sweet at the job until said executive director approaches you and says, hey, uh, we keep noticing that somebody keeps moving the pillows in the display room in the nursing home. Do you know if anybody's coming to work and just going straight to the display room and going to sleep on the bed? <laughs> When you're 19 years old and it's seasonal time at a certain retail store that you're working <laughs> at, and you know you're doing your thing, you know what I'm saying, well, it's probably your third Christmas, mm-hmm. you know, get through uh, Black Black Friday, we'll, we'll go through the summer doing your thing, and all the new seasons come in, you might see someone uh, of Hispanic descent, <sighs> she looks older. You ask how old she is. She says she's 18. Mm-hmm. And then you find out through com- casual conversation in a break room. That's why you just turned 16. Um, so you're trying to set you up for the jokes. And they're looking at you like, how did you not know that? That's not what she told me. <sighs> and as soon as you come out of the break room, you feel like everybody's looking at you. Yeah, man. You're dirty. You're dirty. You're a little a mark. Too- it's a little too high. It's a little too too just high for me. Just, yeah. Too high, bro. Mm-hmm. It's a little too high, bro. <laughs> a little too hot. I'll give you one. That counting the um, statutes limitations is up. I got a little story of back when I was a little nigga. Um, my whole thing, my my late teens, I was really on some. I didn't know what to call it, bro. I was I was a troublemaker. Troublemaker, neighborhood menace, big on petty crime. Not because that's the only crime I could do, because it's the most fun crime to me. Hey. I like breaking shit. I like to break into shit. I like to shrub in the peace. 
I like making a scene. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Especially making a scene. Yeah, all that shit, right? So we was being menaces and shit, tearing up property, breaking up folks' crib, vandalizing shit, fighting niggas, uh, tagging up ball courts, tagging up people's houses, spray painting people's windows, saying folks motherfucking property on fire if y'all could have beef with us. You know, the typical shit a 17-year-old nigga does. Yeah. And I'm on one day. Four of us, the usual four. We're walking around. His um, mom sees us, tie a skirt, pulls up, get your ass in the car. And we smiling like, hey, hey show you about to take us to Zaxby's. You uh-huh. feel me? Yeah, we hungry anyway, right? Uh-huh. Show you mad, dog. Mad, mad skin in the, Yeah, show these furious. Uh-huh. Pull up to the crib. Get the fuck in the house now. Damn. All right, Rob. I'll holler at you later. Nah, all oh, y'all niggas get in the crib. <laughs> I'm like, wait, 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 wait. I don't even live here. Mm-hmm. Get, get your ass in there before I call your mom. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, shit, don't come over. Pull us in, go to the kitchen, and she um pulls out this flyer. And uh, basically, there was an open investigation uh-huh. on the police trying to figure out... All these break-ins? Who are these niggas? Uh, you know, it was a situation where police was talking to the... People of the community. Yeah, and they gave a description of uh, a gang, upset gang. Gave a description of a uh, small brigade of young boys and what they've been doing, and they've been trying to find us. And she said, yeah, police came to my, uh, she talked to my my man, like, you brought police to my door, they asked me about you, as soon as they said, yada, 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 I knew it was y'all. What the fuck y'all doing? I look at my boy, like, yo, I got some more we've been doing right in my backpack. And it was a situation like, bro, hey, man, this open investigation really going to fuck up my junior year, dog. Oh, my God. But, uh, you know, it was one of those things where we had to sit tight for a few months, let shit die down. Mm-hmm. That shit was hot. You know? Let's see. I'm going to tiptoe around this because um, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm going to tiptoe around this because I don't, I really don't know. I'm not going to give you too much details, but there was a situation where... Uh, <laughs> Me and a, an acquaintance deboed our ways into a white boy's home. Um, it's not his home, but like, <laughs> that sounds wild. We deboed, uh, there was this white boy we knew he was selling or whatever. We knew he was selling. So we was planning on making him a lick, but we came to find out, like, yo, instead of robbing homie, we could just, we could just trap out homie's crib. So we basically deboed the entire crib. We made the crib ours for real. Mm-hmm. Homie was, and then we had a good situation going. Wait, had, where was he at? He he lived there too with his wife, but like the niggas was there. You feel me? So he let y'all. Yeah, we was gonna say no, but right, um, right, right. especially at the time, like he could say no to me now. I'm like, alright, because <laughs> 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 he could say no to me back then. But um, so everything is looking good, bro. G shit, I'm not. I'm lying. I'm dying, bro. We sitting on about a. We're uh, we trapping out the crib. We're actually uh, growing bud in the crib. We're sitting on at least at least a. I'm bleeping that out. Yeah, definitely bleeping that part out. Yeah. yeah. So everything is good, and then literally me and said acquaintance. Oh, somebody moved into the situation that we didn't want to be involved. But since he knew about the situation, this was male or female? A dude. A, the, a dude, the dude, the dude moved into the situation, yeah. and since he knew about set lick, we couldn't exclude him because he was the liability. He well, was a, a li- big liability. Well, a liability does as a liability does, and he proved to be exactly what he was. So while me and set acquaintance was on a food mission, 
we come back to said crib. We talked about this last episode. We did? I don't remember. Yeah, a little bit. I don't say that on the episode before it. Uh, yeah, uh, so as we came back to said trap crib or whatever, both sides of the streets is blocked off. Federales is everywhere. You we see we see one of the homies face down in the puddle. Bubbles bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> Man, literally fight for his breath. Bubbles everywhere. And that was sort of a wake up call. Um and I'm like, yeah. Shit could have went real left if we if we left the crib, maybe. Hey, the the, the my favorite part about this whole conversation, man, uh-huh. like, I know the date. Uh-huh. And I got it marked on my phone because when you told me it, I screenshot the lyrics uh, of Streets is watching Jay-Z. In my state, a nigga who boosted the crime rate so high in one city, they said, that's the guards to come get me. me. <laughs> yeah. But um, and that's pretty much what's happened. It's really... Uh, a shout out to the United States Postal Service. It's really, <laughs> chill out, chill out, chill out. Chill, 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 chill. chill. You're going to have to bleep all of that out, bro. Take all... Hey, man, but, um, we, hey, we can shout yeah, out that. Yeah, 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 shout out to UPS, too, nigga. Chill out. But <laughs> I'm just saying, it's really kind of... Uh, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's not. It's amazing. No, it's not a good feeling. It's. No, it's, it's amazing that you a free man. A free man off that. Still to this day, like it makes no sense. But you know what it is when you see niggas you doing dirt with, and a, and dirt that you're involved with, and you're literally watching the news, and you see everybody who's in on the jukes mugshots going across TV. Like this is a big fucking deal. Mm-hmm. And you're just and you're literally paranoid because you know. Yo, within the next hour or two, the feds is gonna be at the door. They coming for my ass. And the thing that I remember you part of the part you were like, yo, what the fuck these niggas doing? It's when they were weighing the uh the bud plants mm-hmm. and they were weighing the pot and the soil. And I'm like, yo, he was tweaking. Yeah. I'm like, yo, if you want lie, cause like uh, I'm not gonna say what we were sitting on, so I was gonna bleep that out. But um, niggas like we had plants. Niggas is throwing these plants on the scale. They not weighing the bud. They weighing everything, they dog. The they even throwing the, the bat. I'm like, bro. Come on, man. The niggas is not kingpins out here. We just, we small-time hustlers, man. <laughs> Petty shit. Petty shit, bro. Yeah. I'm thinking, and, oh. um, Now, I'm not even going to mention all of that. Shout-outs to that, but. Because, like I said, I I really don't know how the situation played out, for real. After Damn, after man, that happened. Nigga. Out. out a short week later, dog. <laughs> Yeah, show me later. After like, niggas ain't come arrest me that night, I picked this nigga from Hartsville, yeah. Atlanta, uh, Atlanta, Georgia Park, uh, Airport, and that's just been behind me ever since. <laughs> Six months later, Red and Trust Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, six months later. Yeah. It was six months later on the head. Yeah, man. Um, I'm gonna ask you, what are some ways a hot boy can maneuver these two hot situations? Um, I know it sounds like the opposite, even though you're a hot boy, but keep a cool head about a situation, man. Anger will blind you. Being frustrated will blind you. Even I know you're in a L. You just like you thought you was coming a W, a w and a L happens, and now you're reeling off the ropes because of said L. You know, take the time to collect yourself because you will make a hasty decision, and a lot of times that'll fuck shit up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, bro. That's all I got. Uh, I kind of want to tell another situation, but that's very incriminating towards myself. Mm-hmm. Cause like a particular incident happened off of Auburn Ave back in 2014. That I want to bring up. By the same time, I don't want to bring it up. 
because <laughs> I feel like it, it easily could be brought back to me. So I'm just going to say, my thing, you know what we could do? Right. As we conclude this town hall meeting, I am Dr. Cornell <laughs> Westside. And I want to tell the good folks here, all the young brothers in the crowd, don't let the hot boy shit catch up with you. Because it will. Because it will. If you don't know when to stop, stop. Coming from a retired hot boy, I was a hot boy in three separate states. Now, all three of those states tried to kill me. <laughs> and I don't mean that. And I don't mean hey, that. Uh, like, hey, figured, uh, hey, that's all you got to say, yeah. man. That's the perfect way to close out. I was a hot boy in three separate states. Uh, every state tried to kill me. All right, man. Before we get out of this bitch, you got a reminder for the folks. Yes, yes, yes. I do have a reminder. Um, coming from Action Bronson's Prince Charming track. Uh, Mr. Wonderful himself. Yeah, Bronsolino says... The thoughts of revenge release endorphins that make me feel just like I'm swimming in uh, like I'm swimming in the water with some dolphins. I say all that to say this. Um, there's some niggas right now whose only purpose in life is revenge on you for some shit you probably forgot about. So if you feel like there's some grudges that you need to fix, go ahead, dog, because you're just prolonging the inevitable. When yeah. a nigga wants you and a nigga's obsessed with uh, evening the scoreboard, I get him before he gets you, man. Amen. Uh. I only got one minor for the folks. Little Wayne said on pop bottles. Okay. Start with straight shots and then pop bottles. Pour it on the models. Shut up, bitch. Swallow. If he can't swallow. Shut up, bitch. Gargle. Straight up out the water with my Mark Jacob goggles. I'm fresher than a motherfucker. Yeah, I'm a motherfucker. No, I won't take your girl, but I shall take her tongue from her. Can you tell I'm in love, woman? Like no other woman. I'm sorry, sweetheart. I thought you were my other woman. This is a reminder to double check who you're sending that risky text to. (laughs) You might be popping fly, saying some slick shit, and then look and realize you sent it to the wrong bitch. And not only you sent it to the wrong bitch. You send it to your bitch when you're supposed oh to be sleeping. You hear what I'm saying? And for you niggas, it's okay to cry because you ain't as hard as you think you are. This is episode 81 of Running Triz, Hot Boy, Bankroll Freshers version, RIP. And when you see me alone on the block, protect your motherfucking neck. You want to know why? Because you's a, you's a, you's a, you's a...